Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hi, y'all. I'm Marie. I'm Katie. We are Reformed Whore. That's also the name of our band. And you're listening to Mockumental. Comedy music radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. With Killy Mockstar Dwyer. Turn on, tune in, mock out. Come feel funny with us. This is Mockumental on Radio Free Brooklyn. Oh. Turn on. Turn on. Tune in. Tune in. Mock out. Come feel funny with us. Killy, Mockstar, Dwyer, and welcome to Mockumental, where we feature indie, local comedy, music, and theater, and the artists who create it. Tonight, we are super jazzed to have shows from the 2019 New York Bridget Festival in the studio. For a deep tissue interview, sneak peeks at their shows, and calling questions from you out there in the real world. Our mock bottom drinking game will be to drink every time we get a listener call in, so call in at 718-928-9732. Mock bottoms up. Let's feel funny together! Then I heard the garage door open 
My brother turned up the TV and ran up to the bed in the dark all alone. Wait, stop surfing, what's that there? A girl like me tied to a bed in the air. She's fucking possessed by Satan himself. She just vomited and pissed on herself. Friday night. Uh, it's Killy Mockstar Dwyer here uh, on Mockumental on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are so happy that you're joining us on this uh, lovely Friday night. Uh, if you're not here, we hope you're actually at the Frigid Festival. The Frigid Festival is happening at two theaters. You can find all the info on horsetrade.info. And we are happy and lucky enough uh, to actually have uh, some Frigid shows in the house. Uh, but up uh, First, we had um, Exercise Your Demons, uh, which is a song from my show that I'm doing in the Frigid Festival. Uh, I have um, very excited to give that away at the door. Um, and I'm uh, singing to the track and it's rocking it out. It's about the uh, it's about the exorcist. I mean, if you don't know that, your mother sucks cock in hell. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, but it's kind of an exciting thing. And uh, I have shows March 1st at 10.30, March 5th at 7.10. March 7th at 10.30 and March 9th at 7.10. So please come see my show called Sleep Depraved uh, at the new theater, ITIA, right? No, we're all like, is it? I-A-T-I. Okay, good. Uh, See, I'm so glad we all, we're we're all here together. I know, yeah, get your cards. I was like, I I gotta gotta look at my dates. Um, My dates are like weirdly similar so i just keep i remember them but i i don't know how uh killy uh your host here craig is sitting here he doesn't get a microphone tonight it's so sad he's so sad oh look at him oh but he's gonna make sure everything sounds good out there in radio land uh but um uh the frigid festival first of all let me just say up front um it firstly is my 10 year anniversary of doing the festival. Uh, my first show in Frigid was in 2009 and it was hysterically and it was my first foray into solo shows. And 
I was so young and innocent then, and I didn't even know what a torture it can be. But um, it was uh, very cool, and then, so I'm sort of celebrating that, but was doing obviously doing the, doing the festival again and looking back at uh, some of the other shows that I did. Um, but really, enough about me. We are here uh, to feature our amazing shows. We have a wildly eclectic group of, of shows in the festival, as, as it is every year. It's an unjuried uh, uncensored festival so therefore uh you get oh, tons of w- interesting weird creative different shows so let's go around the room let's start with kelly uh, let's uh you know just say so people get familiar with your voice um mm-hmm. and let's say your name where you're from and what your show is and maybe just a little snip like what is what is it about okay uh my name's kelly haramas and my show is hardcore corn and i'm from chicago and my show is about my food intolerance to corn so uh, <laughs> Yeah, a it couple cuts out of, a lot of stuff. Right. <laughs> it's in a ton of stuff. And so my show is factual, but it also has comedy in it. Learn with laughter. Right, exactly. I like exactly. It. I like I'm 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 on board for that. <laughs> um um okay, we'll come back to you. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's move around the room. It's a huge studio. It's actually like uh, uh, the Google uh, cafeteria. It's, there's slides. There's uh, platters of uh, of fruit platters. It's, it's huge. But um all right, let's let's go on. Uh, my name is Shelby Satterthwaite. I'm here with Bo Bowbridge. 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 Uh, and Hi, we are part of the show Persephone's Cave. Yes. Um, we're from Vancouver, Canada. Yay, welcome. So we came all the way here for the Frigid Festival. That's fantastic. It is. Yes. Um, our show is, it's a drama. It's sort of an intimate um, look into the lives of these two young young adults who decide to lock themselves in a projector room of a cinema uh, in order to escape from their reality and the mm. circumstances like that they're forever, in. Like forever, right? Yeah, yeah. Like forever. Like forever and ever and ever they're going to stay there. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like a drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and? And I'm Dazier Grego Sykes. I'm from Oakland, California, and my performance piece is a solo work titled Am I a Man? Yes. And uh, a little bit about it. A little bit about it. It is a perform. It's a performance piece about queer masculinity, um, gender identity. Yes. It was inspired by the slaying of a Puerto Rican teenager in Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, I went to this candlelight vigil and saw all these different, really dynamic human beings there, kind of gathering around and uh, mourning and protesting, and just uh, inspired by by the pride and and the brilliance in the gay community and the way that we kind of show our masculinity even when we're mad fags. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and there's all different levels of masculinity. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, very interesting. Very, uh, we we have a connection uh, through Roman yes. uh, Reimer, uh, who who originally uh, lived here in New York City and now is out in San Francisco. Uh, maybe listening. I don't maybe. know. I told Hi, him. Roman. I told him to listen. So <laughs> hopefully he's listening. Uh, but this is so cool. Um, I mean, what a what a, even just in this room, what a varied um, bunch we are, you know and. Um, that's, that's the beauty of Frigid. And so let's start talking, let's start with Kelly and, you know, um, so first of all, you, you, so you came from Chicago. Thank you for coming. Um, it was, uh, we should let everyone know that there was some crazy drama up front and uh, our wonderful Frigid horse trade Mm -hmm. theater, uh, our, our, uh, my home away from home under St. Mark's theater where I've (laughs) fucking basically developed my entire voice of what I do um like just collapsed around itself it's like it didn't it's not totally collapsed it's fixable it's fixable but we were out of a venue basically and that meant about I think it's about 16 shows were right. completely displaced because mm-hmm. they have two theaters the crane and 
under St. Mark's. Right. And so uh, it was a bit of a, uh, a nerve-wracking experience as, uh, you know, people traveled here from afar and uh, we, we were, and even the ones that live here were like, what the fuck are we going to do? So there was a lot of scrambling, but the wonderful, wonderful people at Frigid uh, really came together and got us, got us a venue and um, like made magic happen. That's what, that's the thing yes, about these definitely. festivals. The community came together as it does and like we lifted each other up and instead of everyone, I mean, we all like personally cried about this i know we did but then we were like we must be strong we must make this work um and we did and it's right. and it's it's gonna happen so you were you worried coming from chicago um, you know i did frigid five years ago okay. with my other one woman show called double happiness oh, yeah. so i like i i knew the people involved in frigid and so i, I was just like you know what Something's going to turn up. I do improv fine. once a week, and so I'm like super flexible. Expect oh, I the think unexpected. I read your posts that you yeah. said I do improv, and I was like, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, like, you know, I, I figured something would come up, even if I ended up in someone's living room. You know, <laughs> and that's fine. You know, exactly. You yeah, know, we're, we're we're all in drama, but none of us are drama queens about yeah. about the stuff. Well, okay. No, yeah, Craig, Craig, no. Um, So let's talk about this, like the process a little bit. Um, You obviously were experiencing discomfort and uh, had to go to your show. Yes, yes. I am. Well, actually, I I went originally because my daughter was reacting to artificial food coloring and I went to a nutritionist and she diagnosed me with a corn intolerance. And prior to that, I do that. She looked at my blood work and was like, you should give up corn for a little while and and see how it is. And it completely changed the way I feel. And I kept telling everyone about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write a story about it. And, you know, and I I had to laugh at it, too. I'm someone who just finds humor and stuff because if I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to eat, you know, but instead I just was like, let's just laugh about it and write a show about it. Right. And and uh, educate people about it. Yes, because people I mean, it's. The thing that it bothers me is when people are like, "Oh yeah, you got a food intolerant, you're intolerant to food, right?" <laughs> right. And then you're like, "Yeah, I like could die, or you know, have yeah. like my stomach, or I shit right. for four days, or you know, yeah. what, whatever it is." Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And now we know science tells us that that's what's making it happen. Why wouldn't we listen to that? Um, right. And you know, I think more people than not have something that they can't have. Right. So right. It's a. It's. I like, can eat gluten. Yes. And you're like. And I love it. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, can you make sure that my phone has got Wi-Fi on it? Because people might text me. Um, they're hearing the magic, the inner workings of this show. Uh, so, so how long did it take you to develop it? When did you start? And- um, okay. Well, I started in 2014. I performed mm-hmm. about 20 minutes at the Chicago Women's Funny Festival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was performing my other show, Double Happiness, for a couple different fringe festivals over the years. you just really wanted to make yourself insane, didn't you? Right. Um, <laughs> then in 2017, I decided to apply to the Chicago Fringe at the last minute and I got in and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do the show now. I used to be a journalist, so yeah. deadlines are good for me. They are good. So, They're good. Yes. I, we don't let, you know, we were like fight against it. But right. in the end. Right. So I wrote it, you know, relatively quickly yeah. at that point to expand the show into an, a 50 minute show. And it's sort of like a multi, you use a lot of things like video and. No video. Oh, no video. Um, okay. um, lots of sound though. That's, okay. um, but I play multiple characters. Oh, cool. I probably have the most props out of anybody at this oh, festival. <laughs> I might have you beat, but I, the, okay. from trying Traveling, yeah. uh, travel props. Yeah, yes. I will give you the props. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I, uh, in my show, when I. <laughs> oh my god, I am. Just, uh, I'm just nailing it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> when um 
when I do the show in Chicago, I have like an actual microwave, and but oh, I bought wow. a toy microwave for this festival. Right, you got to let people like suspend their disbelief. I right, they'll right. buy into all it. Right. Um, all right. Well, let's go back okay. to you guys and let's talk a little bit more about your show and how it developed and why you're why why you're here. You know. Why are we- why are you here? Like, it sounds like such an interesting um, premise that just you being in is locked in a room mm-hmm. for and, you know, I mean, how great for a frigid festival or for, or, or for a fringe festival right. in general. It's a great concept because you're you're in a black box. Yes, yeah, you're in a black box. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I was like, wow, yeah. what that must be like yeah. to be able to just have like a two chairs or yeah, something you know yeah, that's our, like, our whole set is like four blocks that's amazing that's four blocks that they said oh you have four blocks and they're like we're gonna use four blocks yeah but but yeah like um i don't know the, the thing is like uh this this show's produced by a, a non-profit theater company called mid-20s theater in oh, vancouver yeah. and mm-hmm. our main thing is we produce shows that are of um that try to endorse like contemporary original stories okay for the theater yeah um and they all focus on kind of like a millennial perspective or like people like adolescents right uh, from 19 to 28 trying to deal with like adolescent issues yes and a lot of them tends to end up being like existential are you guys angst. you guys aren't millennials though you guys aren't you guys we're millennials i, yeah. I would consider you z's no what sorry really? what are you new, not new z's z's yeah honestly well i don't no. really I know don't, the difference i know i don't either really i mean i just think you're you're you seem really young aren't millennials mostly now are, in their 30s yeah. and like have babies and jobs and you know it's just like it's over yeah. like it is for me you know <laughs> yeah well well like arguably like i think that's the funny thing about, about Millennial age. Millennial is like, a state of mind. It is. Kind of state of mind. Yeah, it's like, it's it like you're always kind of in your mid-20s in a way, right? Yes, kind of oh, I am. I mean, except for my hangover confused. situation, I am. I mean, I used to be able to drink like a crazy lush, and now I'm like... My hangover <laughs> situation has always been I'm like 75. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, like, yeah. so you, you've you done the show then before. Uh, no, no, we haven't. Oh, this so is you're our premiering the show. This is our premiere of this new Yeah. Like, like, um, I, I kind of, we kind of, have and you're the two it. people stuck in the room, right? We're, we're yeah, we've got two other people, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the funny thing is, like, it's kind of like a, it's very like classical. Like you said concert. Classical yeah, it's kind of a traditional structure, theater structure, okay. which is kind of interesting because, like, with Fringe Festivals, we uh, did a show, a couple shows at the Vancouver Fringe mm-hmm. and stuff, and we're very aware of like the, there's a lot of like really wacky stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, for this show, yeah. it's kind of like very intimate and, and drama-esque mm-hmm. like very just standard three-act structure i like that though that, we're like monologue. bringing it back it's definitely yeah. something a little bit different for a fringe festival right, right? You, so i think that's a little bit you see I think a lot it's of nice rubber have, chickens um, and... yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yes exactly and, and to bring it into like the new york scene which is kind of like a whole it, though. new thing and we do you though it. of I feel course like we, we, we do we see like a couple of shows and it's like the theater oh, here is incredibly yeah, good it's really like, amazing. even for well, this... i mean you know you didn't go to toledo ohio you went to this new york city yeah. so you know it's, it's, it's pretty sure. tight here you yeah. know yeah. Um, but there's also Oh, a shit ton of terrible theater. So don't worry, oh. you know. Okay, so you just haven't we'll, seen any yet. I mean, that's yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. will fit in. Yeah. You'll, you'll see the best of the best and the worst of the worst. So it's kind of like, I and then everything in between. Um, <laughs> that's the beauty of New York City. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever walked out of a show before? Like, like have you ever, like, been no. like, this show is so bad, I'm just leaving? I've walked yeah. out of a movie before. Oh, okay. But, but, not but like the actors weren't right there. Yeah, so but you they weren't like... sitting right in front of me, so I didn't have to like sneak out and <laughs> I don't know bad. why I wanted to ask that, but... <laughs> has, has anyone uh, else here walked out of a uh, show before? No? Yes. Yes. I have, I have, yeah. Only yes. only like one, though. Twice. Okay, Twice. yeah. Twice. Had to be done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes oh. you just gotta get out of there. Yeah, yeah. this you is a perfect transition. So which, first of all, what show did you walk out of? <laughs> I don't remember the title of the show. Yeah. I mean, it was it was horrific. It was like this musical. It was like based 
in some Baptist church. I mean, it was horrific. Yeah. It was like it the just whiz ticked all the wrong boxes. Met, met like a choir and just. Oh. It, it, and like, as we're like getting out, like the, the doorman's like, no, it get, it's get better. It gets better. It gets better. better. I was like, oh, it's That's not going to no. get better. <laughs> like, you know what? No. I don't want to see it's this It's not what you want to hear. There's some things know? I don't want to see get better. And I did not want to witness. Ooh, yes. Well, um, let's talk about your piece and how it developed. And oh, obviously, you already said um, how it started. So let's actually talk about what happened before that. Are you have you lo- are you a longtime theater person? Is this like your eighteenth so- solo show? Uh, this is my fourth solo show. Okay, so you it's, are a solo show person. I, yeah. I've been doing solo work since I did my undergrad education. Like I started. I, it kind of like happened because it was like I was what I had to work with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had a cohort, but it was kind of like me. And I started out as a spoken word artist and a poet. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create a world where like this poetry could exist longer than three minutes with me standing behind a mic. Right. And so I started creating these performative worlds. And first, my my work was really poetry driven. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of spoken word in and am I a man? But later on, it, it veered more and more disciplinary. Yes, I did it's definitely more. I was like, I always like keep my eye out for stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's it's. It's a good mix of monologues, of spoken word. Um, it's comedy. It's really dramatic. It's yeah. dark. It's gritty. It's queer theater. It has teeth. Yeah. Um, it's I've, I'm called unapologetic a lot. Yeah. Um, because I'm attracted to the things people say I'm supposed to be ashamed about, oh, okay. and then I create a conflict on stage in order to work out that shame. Yeah. Um, oh, working out shame is like. Especially, I mean, yeah. especially for marginalized communities, for queer right people, there. for people of color, like we've been taught to dislike ourselves or think there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, let me get on stage and read a poem about having my ass eaten and see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that goes. I, I, my parents sometimes listen to the show and I, I that is dad, <laughs> mom, I really, I think this show is for you. So, um, <laughs> no, they live in Vegas. They're like, they understand already. But, um, <laughs> We've actually probably someone had their ass eaten on this. Oh, there was a uh, La Dynasty. She talked about like dick, 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 dick. I mean, it's like really like ass, ass, ass. She's really funny, but she's like a good rapper too, and she's just like, but she's like all about like positive sexual female roles, and yeah, and it's unashamed, unapologetic. Sometimes you just have to model it. Yes, this is what it looks like to be unashamed. So I'm actually really shy about stuff, but like when I get on the stage, it's like, how can we? Bring the things that we talk about one on one with our friends or our crew or right. the people that we know. Like, how can we do it in public and like have the audience, you know, go home thinking and talking about the things that either yeah. they haven't before yeah. or being like, yeah, we don't need to be so secretive and so like verklempt yeah. about right. the truth because we all know what the truth is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, are all. So you said most of your shows have been uh, s- sort of built from poetry and then moved forward from and then, there. Then monologues in a, in a sense. And so how. <laughs> Do you do you miss straight straight poetry or be, you know you know do you miss doing that or do you this is be, this is a better avenue? It's for a you. different beast, you know. I'm coming out with a book this summer uh, oh, called Black wow. Faggotry in the Atmosphere of a Dream. Oh, that is a title right there. That is a title. Wait, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Black Faggotry in the Atmosphere of a Dream. It's going to be on Nomadic Press. Look, it's come out look this for it. It's coming this summer. So what's great about that is that like you get you write it, you read it, you get up, you stand there, and bam. But with the you know, I mean, producing a show is like a whole different beast. It's an hour. It's it's blocking, it's money, it's mm-hmm. rehearsals, it's memorization, it's Do you work fear. with a director? Uh, very rarely. Like, very I usually rarely. have an outside eye or a dramaturg come in and just, like, tighten me up. Clean it up. Um, yeah. I love to work with directors, but again, budget and also finding people who are as dedicated to what you're doing as you are. Right. Um, with the finances that you have available. 
Mm-hmm. God damn, it is expensive to do what we do. I mean, yes. what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Just like, Coins. here's more money. Spending like, money to make very little. I, yeah, right. exactly. I know. Like, it's I'm breaking like, even. I don't even know what that's about. I'm just, I just want you to have my art. Here's my money and my art. Take it. I want to pay you and my to soul. come see my soul, right? You know, like, that's what we do. Um, well, I'd love to hear if you want to, do you want to, do you want to be the first to give us a little, like a little taste, a little, a snippet of a, a character snippet. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you got. Give it. All to right. Us. Um, I'll give you like a little one minute, little ditty. ditty. Um, this is a character named Griffin who is about a six year old black man who I encountered wearing a skirt and he was asked why he was wearing this skirt. And he said, I spent my life, my entire life, not wearing skirts. I tried some on, always carefully and in much secret. Too much secret. Sneaking in and out of my mother's closet. Closets never belong to us, but they're there to protect some other human being. There you go. Nice. Yay. Thank you. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm very excited to see your show. I mean, it's just like, I'm thrilled. But I'm excited to see everybody. Like, I'm just like. You know, are you guys like, so are you guys like fringe types that when you, you, you oh. like, you'll like, like map it all oh, out yes. and like, it's like so great to see I will see every fucking show. And in it's this great to see other people use the space you're using and be like, oh, they did that. I want to do that. Like yeah. they did this. They, what, what? Four blocks. I don't have four blocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need blocks. Have, I need blocks. Right. We have all and sometimes you just get ideas, like storytelling ideas too. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, I didn't realize you could do that or yeah. try that. That's a whole new world. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think like well uh, it was hard for me to lose understate marks is because I actually wrote the show there was you know part of it was like an homage to the actual structure of the theater it's got a very unique um, architecture to it which like I just know every yeah, you know, and right. used it and all, and I was like, I'm gonna just this is gonna be amazing. I'm gonna come through that door, and then I'm over there, and I'm opening that, and then it's gonna be wow. And now I'm like, I haven't even seen the new space yet. I'm like, oh no, but then I did it in my living room, and I'm like, whatever, who cares? Yeah. Um, it'll be fine, yeah, it'll be happy. fine. That's what we do, right? Improv, right. we roll with it, we are yeah. like water, we, we you flow, know, yeah. we, we just flow, flow. We take um, the shape of whatever vessel yes. we put us in, <laughs> <laughs> whatever wine. Whatever the vestibule of the wine is in. Um, at this point, and it's mostly La Croix. Um, or La Croix. Whatever. I don't know. Um, La Croix. This is really exciting. So you're listening to uh, Frigid on uh, uh, Metals, my radio show here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are happy to have you. And of course, feel free to call in anytime at 718-928-9732 if you have a question for our guests. Um, let's do your dates, times, your theater. Um and and we'll be back to you, but don't don't so don't you worry. But I just want to make sure I get that the information out to the people. Yes, cool, there cool, you cool. go. I had to pull it out of my pocket. So <laughs> I'm at the Crane Theater, and my Ooh. next show is tomorrow, February 23rd at 3:20. I'm also Tuesday, February 26th at 5:30 p.m. Sunday, March 3rd at 1:50 p.m. Thursday, March 7th at 5:30 p.m. And then my final night is Saturday, March 9th at 8:20. Uh, nice ending slot. Well, I started at 10.30 p.m. yesterday. Wow, that's, I have two 10.30s. <laughs> like, so oh, like, you're here to my guest. <laughs> to my guest, I get it. I'm like, didn't we work together on this? <laughs> you're so dedicated. Um, you can buy tickets at horsetray.info. Um, it's really easy to stro- scroll on through and check all out all the shows. Um, 
Uh, but this is the best way to do it because you get a little taste. Yeah. You hear the voice behind uh, the artwork and the, and the action and the you know the reason. You know, I think it's a, it's I think I think that's just as interesting as the show itself. You know, always for me anyway. Um, uh, so let's let's go to you guys. You guys want to do a little snippet, a little uh, s- slice of. Okay. You can sure. do it. Okay. okay. This is a tiny little box. Yeah. Just pretend we're not here. Okay. Let's just, yeah. Let's yeah, just, we're alone okay. in, a, in a cinema now. Okay. Okay. Yep. Why are you mad at me? I'm not mad. I'm just thinking. Thinking about what? I don't know. It's not a full-fledged thought. I, I haven't thought it through, but the thought came unexpectedly, and now I don't know how to get rid of it. You didn't, I mean, the only way to get rid of something is to let it out. I mean, you seem... Timorous, you seem caught up like you were before we decided to stay here. I don't know. What if it can't be unsaid? Aiden, you have to talk to me. I mean, you have to tell me how you're feeling. That's what friends are for. That's what lovers are for. I mean, that's what we are for each other. I've just been thinking a lot lately. About? Whether or not we'll be able to last. We will last. Why should that even be thought of? For, For one month, we haven't seen anyone. Like, we, we haven't spoken to anyone and have met no one, and it, it's been a paradise, but I can already feel like something has changed in the room. Like, it's not been said, but it's felt, and, and I can feel that you feel it, too. It's just this this weight that just keeps coming to me every morning when I when I wake up. It's getting closer and closer. Like, it's weighted and heavy, but I, I should take my medication earlier than 3 in the afternoon. It, it's probably the side effects. I haven't had anything Since to... last night. Really? Weird. I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm. By the way, do you know what day it is? We should just eat something. I'll make us something to eat. No, no, it's okay. No, I can wait until a designated time. I no, I don't want you to wait another three hours. I'll make something now. It's not a big deal. No, I don't I don't want to eat something right now. I want to wait until six. And I'm telling you that it's not a big deal. Sefi, I have a question I need to No, ask I don't you. care. I just, look, I can tell you're being nice about it, Hayden. I don't want you to be nice to me. I want you to be honest with me, okay? I just, look, I can tell that you're starving, and I just think, let's just eat something now, okay? It's not a big deal. I am being honest with you when I tell you that I want to wait until no! six. No! Can we just, you just sit there and let me be nice to you today, okay? And that's and it. There yeah. you have it, folks. Thank you all. I was like, I was like You're oh, what's, you know. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? What's next? Oh, the tension. Uh, uh, I know, uh, I know, what happened? I just like, it's an interesting, like, I'm just thinking, I always think about, oh, what's the ending? Uh, like, I always right. wonder, when I, especially when I read, read about a show, mm-hmm. um, you know what? How does it end? You know, yeah, like, I think course. we all want. Yeah, we all want to know how it all ends. Really, <laughs> it's the big Isn't picture. That what we do it for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, a very cool, very, very interesting. And let's do your dates real quickly, oh. um, just to make sure that we get them out there. Not, it's not. Doesn't mean this is over for us. But <laughs> well, thank goodness, I'm having fun. And, and say the name of your show again. Okay, um, our show is Persephone's Cave. We are opening tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Then we have a show Wednesday, February 22nd. 27th at 7 10 p.m uh february 28th at 8 50 p.m march 3rd at 12 10 p.m a nice little matinee in there uh march 5th at 10 30 p.m and march 7th at 7 10 p.m nice nice um but and you're both named persephone isn't that one of the things or something oh no oh Oh, wait oh wait Ah! (laughs) you're not am i not supposed to say that wait you're not persephone no i am persephone you're not persephone oh just me. I'm Persephone. Sorry. Oh, uh, it's some layers going on. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like what's happening. Um, it's, just to let the audience know, it is like 
this is the opposite of where theater, although radio theater used to happen exactly, like, but I feel like yeah. they put a little more mood lighting into it because it is <laughs> like ball ass bright in here. Right. Okay. Oh, with like the worst light bulbs that you can, you can like everyone just looks horrible. I look terrible because I have a hangover, but we just <laughs> look like a bunch of myths. But, um, and it is, it's a, we're in a tiny studio. So this is amazing for you guys to bring your art into this kind of situation because I know it's not like, ideal because you're yeah. like you want the lights and you want the, you know Actually. you need a little space and you know to <laughs> work um but for you two you're stuck in a box anyway so exactly. you know, just, yeah. this is yeah. like it works perfectly <laughs> um all right kelly let's do a little right. uh hardcore corn. hardcore corn all right i love popcorn i mean i really 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 love popcorn you can say we're in a relationship i spend every night with a bag or a bowl of popcorn After my kids go to sleep, I hate sharing. Luckily, my husband doesn't care for it too much, so I get it all to myself. Each buttery piece exploding in my mouth, sending waves of intense pleasure coursing through my body and... Bonus points, popcorn is light in calories. Only 55 calories for one cup of oil-popped popcorn. How great is that? There's nothing I love better than going to the movies and ordering a large jumbo-sized tub of popcorn, you know, the kind with the free refills, and slurping it down with a large Diet Coke. Mmm, perfect dinner, perfect meal. And even if I'm all by myself, I'm never alone, not if I have popcorn with me. Popcorn sales have been rising since the 1970s. Take 1974, the year I was born, 401 million pounds of popcorn were sold in the U.S. By 2015, it more than tripled to 1.2 billion pounds of popcorn sold. And that's according to (laughs) popcorn.org. And that's another thing. There's no bokchoy.com. No spinach.net, no swissshard.eu.swz. Popcorn's running the internet. Popcorn, pop, 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 popcorn. Oh, popcorn, your salty kernels are titillating my insides. Oh, popcorn, I have to have you. Buttery popcorn, caramel popcorn, salty popcorn, cheesy popcorn, kettle corn, Reese's peanut butter cups melting in popcorn. Oh, popcorn, I have to have you. Give it to me. Popcorn, feed me. Popcorn, cover me. Popcorn, yes, 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 popcorn! even hotter in here. I know. Very hot now. You could actually so pop popcorn in here right now. Yeah, I was like, I was like, is this going to go where I think it's going? Is she going to go all the way with it? And she <laughs> did indeed. And I was, it, it, I thought it was good because you closed your eyes, so you let yourself really like. Yeah. You, you probably imagined like the, the, or the popcorn. I mean, let's be. Yeah, let's it, be real. it's easier. Let's be real. Okay, now now we're all hungry. Um, that's fine. Um, yeah. Do. Do, do you find that people leave your shows hungry? Yes, yes. People do. Like, I'm in the mood for popcorn and this or that. I know you can't eat it, but. No, uh, you said the caramel popcorn. I was like, yes, that's yes. the stuff right there. You get a little yeah. sweet, get a little savory. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chicago, Chicago mix. Chicago mix. The yes. Garrett's popcorn has a cheesy oh. and caramel popcorn mixed together. So good. Yeah, there there. <laughs> okay, now I'm having an orgasm. Popcorn. Okay. Or a, a, um, yes. corngasm, I uh, guess. Popgasm is what I call it. Right. So, yes. <laughs> mm. 
these really nice cups that I got for the wine. Um, literally, the, the wine comes through the bottom of the cup. <laughs> um, all right. So let's do this, Kelly. Let's talk about your date. My date. Yes. All right. I am at the I-80 Theater. Yes. I hope I'm saying that correctly. At 64 um, East 4th Street um, in New York City. Uh, my dates are tomorrow, February 23rd at 2.10 p.m. Sunday, March 3rd at 5.10 p.m. Wednesday, March 6th at 8.50 p.m. Friday, March 8th at 8.50 p.m. And Saturday, March 9th at 12.30 p.m. Booyah! Yeah. You guys, like, how do you guys feel about, like, what's your favorite time to perform? Like, what's your, like, like the time? Like, are you like, oh, that 7 o'clock slot is just like, mm. Or I, you like, like, daytime slots? Some people really like, you got a lot of days. I got a lot of days. Like, early days. Like, yeah. What do they I think? You're a, like 84? I don't know. They, <laughs> they, well, well, they got to get the they early one because it, my first night was 10.30. I was like... <laughs> We're like 10.30. And then three, anymore. and then four, and then three again, and then right. five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, He's going to be so tired. I'm like... Thursday through Saturday, seven to seven forty-five is a good time for me. Oh yeah, like I really prime. No one's going to turn down prime time. No right. one's no going one's to turn exactly. that down. Yeah, yeah, we all want. You know, like when are the most people going to come? Yeah. That's the. That's well, when right. I want to do my show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like, like, what kind of people? Like, what do you think is the best audience for you? What do you think this? Uh, you know, who who should come see your show? Uh, not that everyone shouldn't come see it, but like, is this it's like aimed to certain? You know, towards certain people. Like, right. Well, well, I would say that, I mean, everybody knows somebody who has a food intolerance or they have a food intolerance or allergy themselves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's basically for everybody. So I'm you can relate. in denial. <laughs> I know that I'm not supposed to have ice cream. I know that. Right. <laughs> but I just make myself sick. Right. And I deal with it. And I'm fine. I'm fine. Because <laughs> I, I, I think that people will, you know, be like, oh, okay, now I understand. Or, or maybe they won't understand, but... With corn in general, like when I first was diagnosed, people were like, oh, well, at least it's not gluten. And I'm like, there's a ton of gluten free stuff. There's not a lot of corn free stuff. Yeah, really. Corn is like, like, especially American. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, corn. It's yeah. Wet, we're all in the about water. Corn. Let's yes. just put it it's there. It's in everything. Yeah. As a filler. I was, in, I was uh, born and raised in Ohio. Or not born in Ohio. That's, that's a total lie. I was born in San Francisco, actually. But I was raised in Ohio. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It just makes it more interesting. Like, we have an audience now. Um, and, uh, corn, it was like, I was literally raised before, between a cornfield and another cornfield. <laughs> like they were just as corn, yes. you know? Um, uh, which, you know, that's fine. Um, it's fine for some people. Right. And, uh, did you talk to, so you talked to doctors about this and that's how you got some of your dialogue and your, right. your facts, yes. obviously. Right. I'm sure you were like, you, you found well, yeah, popcorn.com. I, I used to be a journalist. Yeah. I used to work for the Chicago Tribune. Right. So I'm very wow. into like researching and trying to figure things out. How too. did you get into theater? Did you I, stumble in or were you like, <laughs> I did theater, drawn? um, in junior high mm-hmm. and high school, I minored in theater at Penn State. Mm-hmm. I was a journalist for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, I was laid off by the Chicago Tribune. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do theater. So, yeah. and I just started taking classes at Second City and nice. and around yeah, Chicago. Yeah, I feel like if you're in Chicago, you got to go to Second, Second City. City yeah. You got to check it off, you know? Yeah. And then in a, one of my improv classes, I got up and talked about the adoption of my daughter. And the teacher said, that's a one-woman show. You need to write it. And I'm like, I never thought about that. So, that 
turned into my first one woman show. So how many Double Happiness. solo shows are this you on? my second one. This is your second one. Yeah. How do you feel about, do you feel the solo process is like pretty lonely? Like, do you feel yes. lonely in it? Do you, do you get, yeah, I know, right? I mean, not really. I'm not really. I like it a lot. Do I have you? a director too. Oh, you do have a director. Okay. Um, but I'm a mom. I have yeah. two daughters, yeah. Athena and Callista, in case they're uh, listening. <laughs> and heard everything else on here. Um, yeah. They're they're 11 and 12. We're and not. so for me, it's like, it's sometimes hard to get to to do plays and yeah, other stuff yeah, or yeah, find yeah. the time. And so I find that I have time to rehearse when I want to. And right. And my own. director, David Nell, is very good at like, if I'm like, can you meet this day or that day? And he can usually work around my schedule, which is great. So you just love the kids alone <laughs> for days. For days. <laughs> You're like, mommy, well, my I'll husband's be back. with them. Okay. So they're, okay. they're right. doing good. No, I figured they were fine. You seem like a good mom. So. Yeah, I am a good mom. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you start with the food uh, coloring uh, right. situation, it seems like you. you know, right. Yeah, you, I follow up on that. You're like, you know, you'll be fine. But mommy has this stomach hurts from popcorn. We have to figure this out. Yeah. Um, You guys, like the process with like, you know, you have a, you do have a director, right? No, we no. no, we've been, we've been no, co, we did like, this on our own. This is like oh, co-dramaturgs, yeah. yeah. How do you, like, how is that working? Do you guys get well, in arguments? Or are you like, that's stupid? Yeah, we, we, <laughs> I want you to talk about this one. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't really I, like when he criticizes me, oh. but I am learning yes. to, to, not, to not take it personally, mm. because I know it's not personal, it's just about the show, obviously. Mm. But um, I think at the beginning it was a little bit weird to adjust to that because mm-hmm. i mean Bo, you like the freedom of not yeah working well, with a director right i i personally i'm, I'm still kind of learning as i as i go but like we actually first met in another show that we did where mm-hmm. i for the nonprofit company we hired multiple directors session mm-hmm. directors so mm-hmm. each person had a different director and there's total of nine directors mm-hmm. and i don't know i feel like the feeling of having a director obviously will imply like a certain show depending on the voice of the director right so i don't know if that's depending i i'm trying to like see if there's a way that we can get rid of that or maybe if we can achieve something different if it was just a specific person with a specific vision right i think because like there's also the playwright right whoever writes the show sure and, sure yeah you and, wrote like, it right yeah wrote I, it. I wrote it but then i'm also very open we've been like collaborating and yeah. sure sure because you're gonna find together. those moments when yeah. you're working together that this seemed to work you know and yeah exactly things, we've been sort of flow and yeah. ebb and flow exactly yeah. we've been like sort of editing it as we go along mm-hmm. and um changing lines if they don't work um Overall, though, I think it's been a really cool process to just be able to work together on something and not really rely on um, someone else to tell us if we're doing well and just to sort of feel ourselves in the in the scene. Like we've been basing a lot on like how we feel coming out of it. Being like, okay. Do you feel any different? Mm-hmm. Did something feel wrong or what felt right? Mm-hmm. And you did, pre- you premiered already. How did you feel? Not, yet. not yet. Oh, you no, haven't no, no, yet. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow is yeah. okay. Yeah, so, so we haven't we'll, done it yet. We'll see, so if it, guess, we'll see if it works tomorrow. Yeah, I guess we'll find uh, out. Tomorrow, wait, what time again? Tomorrow? Uh, five o'clock. At IIT? At the Crane Theater. Theater. At the yeah. Crane. You guys yes. are at the Crane. Yeah. Ooh, Crane's, Crane's good. I love the Crane. It's lovely. Crane's my second favorite theater. It's a lovely space. I have to. Oh, I have a question for you yeah, about because yeah, yeah. you you direct your own the show, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm curious what you think about the whole yeah. having a director in for a solo show. Yeah. And not like, this is my first time I ever had a director in my solo I, show. Mm. I like it, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Right? Like mm-hmm. I I love it because if it's the right director, like they can bring things out in you that you didn't even know to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's things that, that an outside eye can tell you that you can never tell yourself because what people are experiencing and what you're feeling mm-hmm. can be actually opposite. Yeah. Um, so I love like when it's the right person. I love it, but I'm sort of a baby, so like I don't like I don't like I don't like hardcore like 
really like critical people in my face because mm-hmm. I hear you're doing it wrong yeah, and then it yeah, makes yeah. me shrink. Yes. Like I need yeah. somebody to be like, I oh totally my God, that thing you just did, let's have more of that yes. and let's not worry about that thing I don't like. I told my you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I can praise. do that. Yeah, praise. Praise. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, love me into it. Love yeah. me into it. It's yeah. good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I just like, I feel I the rest agree. is like I get really defensive. I'm really sensitive. And if I don't say anything, I'm like, well, why didn't she like that? Song about self-care. You've written it until you're like, you don't get my piece. (laughs) You don't live. You're not seeing me for who I am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting uh, balance. Now you've done the show in Oakland. I've done this this show several times. Yeah, and so you're strong coming in. You're like feeling like this. It's developed. It's it's had an audience. Did you change when you? Has it changed since you first? Hi, honey. Yes. Yes. It's changed. It, I, I try to keep it fresh for me. Yeah. Um, and I try to keep it authentic for the characters. Like I, I really feel like the the characters wrote themselves. They know who they are, and I, I just I, I wherever they're at or I'm at at that, that time that run, that's what I try to bring out in it. I don't yeah. try to to imitate myself previously because I I think it reads it's flat. It yeah. reads it's is just stale. Yeah. How do you feel about like when when the audience is with you is it a different feeling than when you feel like because you said you play with that you play with the idea of shame and, and exploring it so i'm sure there's times when there's push and pull in the audience yes and 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 how does that feel and and do you feel like you does that make you want to like change something in the show or does that make you want to go full, full force it makes in? me want to change and run for my life right that's what it makes me want to do right. but what i have to do is be loyal to the thing that created the piece mm-hmm. and drive through mm-hmm. and push through harder um, I have this be weird, more do you know what I mean? Like be more of them and like just drive down into them and quit thinking about other people. Cause I'm not here to consider you and the performance at the same time. What did you say about the babysitting the emotion or babysitting people's emotions? Oh yeah. Um, no baby proofing. Oh baby. You can't baby proof people's yeah. emotions. You really can't. And, and you can't go in thinking, well, well, well uh, this person thank you. Well, well, and that- and I, I'm from California, so we're like home of the trigger warning right yeah. now. Yeah, oh, you know I get saying? it. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, just- we're not far behind. We're not far behind. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like everything is like this. But I'm just like, you know what? Like, but your say whole how show is. is kind of about, in a sense, trigger yeah. warning, you know? My, yeah, it's trigger warning. Just have it now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't bite my tongue. And I, I put it out there. And I just think it's about being honest, being dynamic, being, being authentic, pushing your own buttons in right. public. Right. Um, revealing, like... The things that 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 embarrass you, or things that you want to celebrate in public, like that's what the uncovering space. truths, dirty, right. dirty, or Some, happy, or yeah, sad, all of or them. whatever, and do it in an hour, and do it with ten very different characters. Yes, like let them have, because that's yes. what people want. They want you to let them have it. Yeah, they, yeah, you know? yeah. And then it, you know what? If they don't walk out talking about it, if they're just like, oh, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was nice. They don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, not that. that's not the review you want. You know, that's like not, it was medium temperature quaint. it was a quaint little ditty it was uh you know yeah um uh, i was gonna say well i don't want to say what i was gonna say um you know how do you guys feel uh, as far as uh have you guys seen any shows yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Let's talk quickly about like, uh, like, seen? say what you've seen, uh, and maybe what, like, what you've seen, but what you, or maybe just what you highly recommend. Yeah. Well, I've seen Just Kidding. I just saw that right before yeah, now, and I saw Booger Red oh, too. Yeah. And I really, I'm gonna talk about. I like Just Kidding too, but uh, Booger Red, I really didn't know too much about it. It was like son of a 
of it's kind a, of an odd title. He's sure. he's this yeah he's the son of a Baptist preacher and he talks about his dad and I was like you know what I'm not always that, that interested in that but I went I was actually very captivated by yeah. what he said and I think he's a great performer yeah and I I like I never once like checked my watch or anything that's how I can always tell oh, if I yeah. like something yeah. I just thought. It, I was really surprised how much I liked it, and I, I was so thinking cool. about a lot about it the next day too. I love a uh, love a show that would surprise you. Yeah, you know, no matter what it is, you know. I mean, like you guys were saying, you kind of you kind of are um, doing this not retro look, but you know, like a, a more of a standard sort of. Yeah. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna surprise a lot of people and, sure and, and make them like intrigued and want to watch, so. you know, and want <laughs> and into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what have you guys we, seen? Um, we saw Voice of Authority, and we also saw Radio Coat, which oh, is like radio? Um, I haven't even heard of Radio Coat. Voice yeah. of Authority, I know is Dean. Yeah, and Voice he's going to be he's going to be here in a minute. But yeah, and his show is great. It yeah, was, it was, yeah. Shout out to Dean. It was wonderful, and it was very fun. Yeah, he had some and, um, real shit go down. It yeah, looks yeah, like <laughs> true story. Real like lawsuit shit go down. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. But um, Radio Coat was actually also really cool. There are four short plays that they read every night and they're different every night. The uh, playwrights get their prompts 24 hours before that. They're all taken from news articles. Um, so they write... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so they have to know what's going on? Yeah, kind oh, God. of. So they, somebody... I've like, totally stopped. I don't know, I know what the right? fuck's I going on at all. I have no idea. It's all about my show. That's <laughs> it. Just too much. But um, <laughs> yeah, they, they get given an article. They have to write a short uh, play about that article. And it's different every show. That so no matter so when you go, you're getting super cool. It was very It was very, a great really idea. Cool. Yeah, very nice. right? Yeah. I love, I love Those show. are the only two. I love shit like that. Um and right. that's that's a that's a fringe thing right oh, there. Oh, absolutely. That is you know hard hardcore Something new. Corn. We've used hardcore a few times, and I and then I was filling corn with it. Corn. Um, corn. All right, and what have what, what you seen that you loved? I haven't gotten to see anything. I was going. Oh, you go, haven't seen no, anything. No, I haven't okay. seen anything yet. I wanted to see. Um, I favor my daddy. Like I, I was looking. I want to see one. that too. Yes. So yes. I'm yes. definitely looking forward to seeing that. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, um, it's one's happening right now at eight thirty. But yes, I, he was gonna. He was gonna do. He wanted to do the yeah, show, but he, but he could, like, he was I like, he's like, I gotta, you know, gotta do my show. <laughs> it's gonna be late. <laughs> I was like, How dare you? Oh my god! He'll walk onto his own show fashionably late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have a call. Oh. Hello, you're Hello. calling Mockumental Radio. Who am I speaking with? Hi, it's Emily calling from the Frigid Headquarters. Emily calling from Hit Frigid Headquarters. Woo, 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 woo. Sorry. How are I we doing? So are we awesome or what? Emily is in charge <laughs> of all of the social media and marketing and... Uh, PR and wears many many hats. I'm sure that we don't even know about. Like you, I, you do I like so to much. I'm the keyboard at the other end of the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Um, so are you? Uh, are things exciting uh, on on frigid? I guess we we call it the block of frigid now. It's like one little radius, one block, one block radius now. Oh yeah, we're loving it. It's been it's an absolute madhouse, which is how I like it. Yay! That's how frigid it has to be. If it's not like that, then I'd be like, what, what's happening? <laughs> I mean, it had an extra I've layer. To see, uh, I've seen four shows so far. Ooh. And I'm obsessed so far. I've had some pretty great luck. I mean, I'm getting to think that there's not a bad choice to make. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I really, I've looked over all the shows and I have my stuff marked out and I'm like pumped about everything. So, um, yeah, there's nothing I was like, uh, I don't know. 
Um, but even the things that you think, uh, I don't know, like, like Kelly just said, uh, it'll surprise the shit out of you. And you're like, oh, my God, I, just, I, can't, I, I can't believe I might not have seen that. That rocked my world. So I think it's important to check yeah, out everything. Same, yeah. Give everybody. I was at the same. Um, so sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. There's like eight, 800 of us in here. So it's hard to. And only three of us have headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, I was at Booger Red with Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had the same experience. I went in and I was like, oh, I don't really know anything about this show, but I, you know, Boom. this is the first show that I'm going to see for the Frigid Festival. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was so compelling. Mm-hmm. It was so moving. It was like mm-hmm. an I laughed, I cried situation. Yes, <laughs> nice. I also I got to see the gay card, which is structurally <gasps> the most interesting play I have ever seen. Really? Oh, oh I'm I'm curious. Can scene. you give Can yes. you give me a little like, or, or you, would that be giving it away? No, no, it, it's uh, it kind of leapfrogs a couple of different characters. Two men play maybe five, six different characters. Okay. And you kind of get, like, two perspectives on one scene several different times. It's just such a fascinating structure, cool. and it all kind of wraps up in the end. Ooh. Just when you think it's going to be kind of like a vignette play, it, it manages to connect everybody. It was so interesting. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yay. Oh my God. Okay. I'm so excited. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm representing, I've got Persephone's cave. I've got, I am, a, uh, am I a man right here? I have hardcore corn and then I have voice of authority. I'm just kidneying, uh, CCU in hell and tomatoes tried to kill me, but banjos saved my life. Um, uh, Let's do one more that's not on that list that you would that you would that you think is maybe an underdog or somebody who's coming in from far away that might people might not know about. Well, I just saw Kevin Doyle's loud blonde bald kid right before I called, mm. and that was super great because it was kind of like um, a combination of nice. stand up but a really vulnerable storytelling and a full on reading of a diary. <laughs> oh, I love that kind of stuff. I, mean, I love listening to someone's like early thoughts, you know, because it's always so dramatic and, you know, it's, it's like so much part <laughs> of who, show, who you end up being. Another show that's going up tonight uh, that I'm actually going to run across the street and see in just a couple minutes Wee! is a borderline asshole, Julie Tusecki. Oh, I'm nice. saying her name right. Um, it is, that's about a, woman who meets the love of her life mm-hmm. but her mental illness gets in the way oh i so i met the love of my life like but my, my mental illness like only drew him in more <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting right next to me so. get, right <laughs> yeah he can't even get out of the booth right now and like i'm like have him trapped so even if he wanted to leave me he couldn't um <laughs> All right, Emily, thank you so much for calling from headquarters. Um, please tell everyone that we love them. And thank you so much for your hard work and everything that you did to make this all happen and in such a uh, crazy, chaotic, wacky situation. It's really coming together. And I think there's even more com- camaraderie because of the... Oh, sure. I think, yeah, I think, you know, I we do say best frigid ever, uh, every year, but... I'm, I'm kind of thinking this might be the best frigid ever. Oh, hey, thanks for having everybody on. I'm yeah. so excited you're getting to talk to them. I know. It's really great. I'm loving it. And thanks so much for calling in, Emily. Have a great night. All right. Take care, hon. Bye, Bye. Hi, Emily. So Bye. one more time, I want to just go through and make sure we've got our dates. Let's just do one. Absolutely. You know, people might have tuned in a little oh. late. So uh, give me, you know, the a little synopsis and your dates. 
in your theater. And uh, again, we're talking to you folks from the Frigid Fest. Folks, what am I, like 87? Ah, you guys. That's, that's, that's all. That's all. Uh, well, I'm talking to um, it's the kids are here. Um, we are talking to uh, the people from our the Frigid Festival, the performers of the shows. Uh, there's many, many shows. There's 30 shows in total. Um, and so you get to, you know, buy the pass, buy the pass, go see all the shows, just go do it. This is such a New York, cool New York thing to do. The Frigid Festival takes place in the fucking dead of winter when nothing else is, you don't want to leave your house, go leave your house. It'll get you out of your depression. See a show, see 10, see 30. 30. Mm -hmm. Um, and quickly, I want you to see these three shows and they are, let's start here. Uh, Am I a man? A story of pride and the violence that transforms sissies into their own kind of men. Uh, Saturday, February 23rd at 3.20, Tuesday, February 26th at 5.30, Sunday, March 3rd at 1.50, Thursday, March 7th at 5.30, and the last showing is Saturday, March 9th at 8.20 p.m. Perfect. And Persephone's Cave. And yeah, Persephone's Cave, uh, which oh, is, is it an- Persephone. I'm sorry, is it oh. Persephone or Persephone? Oh, there's so Pers- many different. <laughs> like, people say, people say I'm like, oh no, did I do it wrong? Persephone's yeah. Cave, whatever you per- prefer. Per- Persephone's, like, Persephone's Cave. Persephone's <laughs> Cave. Yeah. Um, so yeah, intimate drama centered around two kids who lock themselves in a projector room for the rest of their lives. Uh, we're at the Crane Theater on February 23rd at 5, 27th at 7.10, February 28th at 8.50, March 3rd at 12.10, March 5th at 10.30, and March 7th at 7.10. Nice, nice. And we have Hardcore Corn. Yes, Hardcore Corn is about my journey from eating popcorn all the time to finding out that I can't eat anything with corn. Um, And it's a solo show, and it's comedy, and maybe tragedy, since I can't eat corn anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And it's at the I-80 Theater at 64 um, East 4th Street um, tomorrow at 2.10 p.m., Sunday, March 3rd at 5.10 p.m., Wednesday, March 6th at 8.50 p.m., Friday, March 8th at 8.50 p.m., and Saturday, March 9th is my final show at 12.30 p.m p.m. for hardcore corn better get there uh and i just wanted to ask you guys as a as last and final question what are you going to do while you're in new york uh that isn't the frigid festival like what are you like oh, i'm going to that pizza place in brooklyn and it's you know like i have that on my list we'll start with kelly I went to uh, Hugh Kitchen today, mm. which has a lot of corn-free options. It's very, like, paleo-based, so there's no corn in anything or grain, and that was really good. And I also want to go to the Whitney Museum, which is one of the museums I haven't been to. Yes, 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 yes. There's an Andy Warhol exhibit. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, I know, yes. Oh, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta get over I'm like, I live here. Why am I not there? <laughs> go ahead. We, oh, gosh. We saw a movie at the Metrograph earlier today, oh, which yeah. is really awesome. They had, what like, did the, you see? Uh, we saw this documentary called uh, The Competition, which okay. is centered around uh, a bunch of students, the entrance exams for the very famous French film school. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It, it, was, it was really, really cool. Very, really That's good. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And That's something some like millennials would like totally do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> at the Metrograph. Yeah. You should check it Gen out. Gen Zers are it's it's all the rage. Why? Why does yeah. that voice like come out of me? I don't know. Yeah. That's There's actually like like typically how I talk. I, that's that's the most oh, annoying we, thing. How like, we all talk when I talk to Craig. I'm like, Bab, <laughs> what are we doing? Well. <laughs> um, all right. And what do you want to do while you're here? Because you said you even said to me in your uh, email, you're like, I'm new to the city. I haven't been, you haven't been here before. I know I've been here several times. You have, but, I, the but last still, you year, haven't been out in Bushwick, Brooklyn. That's no, no. Actually, problem. I did come over here because there's like a graffiti. All this graffiti around here. All the tagging. It's really there's like a little graffiti walking tour and I came and I took all these photos yes. so like when I got here I was like oh I've been here before uh, but the yeah. whole time I was like I don't know where I'm going uh, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm lost like, in the middle the, of the night in Brooklyn 
Um, I want to now. I want to go to the Whitney because I love Warhol. But uh, the Frida Kahlo exhibit at the Brooklyn uh, Museum. Oh yes. yes, I want to go yes. see that. Well, you yes. know there are days there. There will be time. And you have to sign up. Like yeah, in advance, it's sold out all the way yes. to Tuesday right now. So like you have to plan the, to go. Oh, that's so yeah, great yeah, to the hear. Frida Kahlo exhibit. That's so great to hear because she. Yeah, I mean, I amazing. Mean, and there, there's so many women like her that are were over, are overlooked and, and unheard of even. And I'm glad that she's getting the because she deserves it. Yeah. But I mean. We should champion. There's so it. many artists that, you know, should be championed that haven't gotten something like the So, yay. So we're going amazing. in the right direction. Are Frigid we going in the right festival. direction? And the Frigid Festival. <laughs> um, yes. And again, the Frigid Festival is uh, an unjuried, I guess non-juried, it would be non-juried, um, non-censored. Uh, the artists do keep 100% of the door. Nice. They do pay for their theater, though, so I don't want to, you know, like maybe. So uh, they, they, we will pass the bucket at the end of every show to support the theater as well. And please do, because uh, one of our babies is gone, is broken, and we need to fix it. Um, I think that's the landlord's problem, though. I don't know. I'm like, I don't although Eras was like, I'm sure his head yeah. just was like. <laughs> Have you guys met Eris? Yes. Super calm guy, right? Yeah. He's like, whatever, Very man. Nice. He's like, you know, inside, I don't know, it's like a boiling volcano, but he's like, you know. Anyway, it was great <laughs> to have you guys on. We're going to do a switch out. I'm going to do a song. And it was amazing to have you guys here. I've, I'm going to see all your shows. And um, I just, this is uh, one of my favorite shows to do every year is the Frigid like pe- peaks. So thank you for doing it. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. And welcome to Bushwick. Um, let's hit, let's do a let's do a song. Let's do show show me on the doll. Yeah, let's do that. Let's show me on the doll. I, that's what the song is called. Uh, I think we can all imagine what it's saying. And then we'll switch out. Are you too shy to speak your mind? Show me on the doll. Do you like it frontal or behind? Show me on the doll. What do you want for me to do? Shall I play your knob like a kazoo? Then clutch your windpipe to your blue. Show me on the doll. Is talking dirty just too scary? Show me on the doll. Are there parts you'd like to see less hairy? Show me on the doll. A thong should never go unsung. I hear that you're a man well hung. But if the pussy's got your tongue, show me on the doll. Not saying very much, show me on the doll. I won't complain, could show or nag, or force you while I'm on the rag. I might even remove a gag, just show me on the doll. Just show me on the doll. I'm talking Tina, and I want you to put it in my butt. Another summer morning at the store Sunscreen in the air and flip-flops on the floor Chaotic children 
inside a sunbeam And I wonder if I even dare to dream I don't want to touch wet money anymore I don't want to touch wet money That's fully saturated I don't want to touch wet money anymore I don't want to touch wet money anymore If it's been inside your bra I just don't want it at all I don't want to touch wet money Money. If every bill was clean and crisp and dry, my retail disposition would be sunny. I'd smile each customer there in their eye, and I wouldn't be ignored or condescended to. I'd say, How's it going? They'd say, Doing well. And you, and I wouldn't go home wondering if this is all my life is for. Selling magazines to aging hipsters at the corner store. Is this what I intended when I reached this age? Day jobbing sporadically for just over minimum wage. Am I heading towards, or have I just surrendered all my dreams? the cash was dry, it wouldn't be as bleak as that all seems. I don't want to touch wet money anymore. I don't want to touch wet money anymore. There's an answer, what do you call it? Oh, that's right, a freaking wallet. I don't want to touch wet money anymore. I don't want to touch wet money anymore. Uh, I mean, uh, these songs are all off of the uh, Fump album. Uh, it has all women comedy musicians. I was, uh, I'm on there myself, and it just has a great group of girls, ladies. Uh, um, you know, just, just get it. It's, it's from thefump.com. Go to thefump.com and you can order the album. Uh, also everywhere music can be found. Uh, I am still here in the studio, but I've got a new group of friendly faces, friendly frigid faces. Uh, I'm thrilled to have, I believe three, four, maybe four more shows. I think four. Yep. Four. I have four more shows in and, uh, I think we're just getting started. It's, it's exciting. Uh, the festival's, 
just getting started. And so to have you guys here or so early in the fest, I think is great. Um, yeah, let's do that with that one. Let's do that with that one. I'm uh, adjusting microphones. I wear many hats. Uh, Craig here is my husband. You guys might not know him. Actually, you guys might not know me either. Um, but now we know each other. We all know each other. Um, Craig works all the buttons. That's what he does. Um, usually he has a microphone though and can talk, but now he's shh. Uh, all right, so let's go around the room. We have um, the very, very, uh, I'll just say the Frigid Festival is uh, part of Horse Trade. It is Frigid New York. Um, if you guys are just tuning in, um, the festival has just started. You can see 30 shows. You can buy a pass. You can see all of them. You can see a couple. You can see three, two, three, four, five, six, whatever you want to see. Uh, it's great to do a night full of shows. Um, that's the way I do it. And uh, you can go to horsetrade.info uh, for tickets uh, and to see all the shows, even the ones not featured here. But these are the best ones, I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's start here. Get people familiar with your voice and uh, tell us about your show and your name and where you're from. And All right. Um, Mark Levy. Uh, my show is CC, You and Hell. I'm the writer, producer, and one of the many, many actors in the show. It's the only non-solo show represented in this hour, I believe, which is pretty interesting. I love solo shows, too. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, we feel judged. Uh, I've done done solo shows before, I love them. Um, (laughs) And also, I guess, uh, Brooklyn, New York is where I'm based out of. Right on. Yeah. Welcome back to Brooklyn, then. Thank you. Uh, And wait, and so, uh, just... You didn't say though. What the, what, give me a little more. About oh, okay. So CCU in Hell. It's uh, yeah. it's kind of like a '90s horror movie, but it's a comedy, and the serial killer is a chain letter. Oh yes, okay. So that puts it together a little more because I I have read the synopsis, so I'm very excited. It's too. very very much like if Scream and the later '90s had a baby. Oh, nice. But it's set very much now. And shows so. are very much like having a baby. I mean, oh, definitely. I think you know it's always this process. I was very exhausted after opening night. <laughs> Yay! Well, congratulations on Thank opening you. night. Um, all right, let's 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 go over here. Keith Gillespie uh, Keith. from Vancouver, British Columbia, and my show is. Tomatoes tried to kill me, but banjos saved my life. Yes, I very interested in this title. Like, yeah. I, it's a very intriguing title, I have to say. Well, the the both the banjos and the tomatoes are real, and both are metaphors. And it's a true yeah. it's a true story. It's a one man show. It's my story. Nice. And it's about a life of delaying a passion, not pursuing it, deciding to pursue it, only to be faced with a life challenging situation mm. and the passion when pursued. Help me overcome it. Nice. Oh, okay. Well, good. I and you says I said. Oh, we have a call. Let's answer it. We don't want to turn anyone down. Hi, you're talking uh, to us on Mockumental. Who's this? I'm sorry. Say one more time. That song was lovely about the dry money. I was crying about that. <laughs> Who is this? Oh, this is your musical director. Oh, it's Mike Malazzo, everyone. He is a horse trade. Uh, what would you call yourself? A horse trade icon, uh, a musical mule, <laughs> like we all use you and abuse you to death. Yes. Yes. Uh, I am. Uh, I am Erez's whipping boy. Yes. If you want to, if you want to hear what he's saying, you can put the headphones on. That's fine. If if you have them, if you don't, don't worry about. It. No one wants. It's to just Mike Malazzo. <laughs> Trust me. Listen, Mike. I just want to quickly say this. Uh, I I missed you a lot last night. I know you had to work, and um, you know I had to open the show without you. But I I uh, all the no- all the notes that you gave me, I decided you know I don't really like them, so I did the show my way. And you can't say anything. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I love you to death. Uh, come see some of the shows. You get to see all 30 for, sh- for free. I've got a batch for you. I, I, you know what? I would pay freely to see all those great shows. It's Yay! Great. That's right. And if you guys know, uh, Under St. Mark's has, oh, well, it's not Under St. Mark's right now, but uh, it has right. an, a famous open mic. Uh, it goes from 9 to 2 there, searching for a venue, and that will be next, that'll be next Tuesday. That's this yeah, coming Tuesday. Couple of, couple of weeks. I'm so having trouble hearing you, boo. Um, we're kind of floating a couple of weeks. Floating. All right, we'll keep yeah. us posted. And uh, I love you. Thank you so much for calling in. Do you have any questions for anybody? Uh, no, I just wanted to say, give my support and say everybody have a great show. Yay! We love you so much, Mike Malazzo, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. I I want to I want to chat soon. Right. Not on the Bye. air. <laughs> Okay, and we have the guitar master. Uh, my name is Dean Temple. I am from New York. And, uh, <laughs> we, have a, we have a flaccid we have a, microphone. We have a, yeah, <laughs> mic's dropping. There we go. There we go. Oh, that's, it's fine. We can hear you. We can hear you. Don't you worry about it. My show is Voice of Authority. It is about having the U.S. Department of Justice come after me for $19 million, mm. which is a true story, and was is and still is roughly nineteen million fifty dollars more than I have in the bank at the moment. Oh, you're making a bunch on this Frigid Festival though. So yeah. Well no, I'm I'm making all of that back on the Frigid Festival. That's why I <laughs> that's why I did this festival. Yeah. So I can afford to pay my bills. We make tens of dollars a oh, year yeah. Yeah. doing the what we I love. Will, I actually I, I my show opened yesterday mm-hmm. and I walked out with cash. All right. Yeah. You, not everyone can I, say that. I've, I've been living. You will not I've be walking out of here with cash. cash. Today. Cash sales myself. I so. had al- I've had alcohol and food yes. from that show yesterday. Nice. Oh yeah, no, I was excited. You're living large then. Oh, yeah. You're is, making. The, you're, you're living the dream. This is living the dream. I, I feel like a rock star. You are. You are. You are a rock star. Uh, and in the one of the greatest cities in the world, right? Um, wait, tell me where you're from again. I am from New York, although right now I live in the Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley? That's still New York. Still New York. Still New York. You know, and just because we we're, not, just cause we the, think we're all badasses here in the, the city doesn't mean there's not a whole. It's not the city and having moved out of the city mm-hmm. because of this $19 million lawsuit. Oh. Um, it, it, there's, there's, there's residual pain there. It is, it's achy. Oh, yeah. It's achy. Yeah, it's a sad reason. But that's, why we, that's where we draw from, you know? We draw from. And I'm actually touching my stomach because... Uh, we have Amanda over here, and she, uh, and I'm drinking wine, which I guess you can't do. No, I can do it. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I, I drink a lot, actually. Yeah, she's making that kidney work. Uh, and that's one of the most frequent questions I, I get. Bet, I, bet. Uh, I donated a kidney for my sister in 2014, and I wrote a solo show about it called I'm Just Kidneying, because it is a comedy about a life and death situation that I bogarted from my sister. And just very, very quickly, uh, I'd like to touch on, and you're from New York. Um, I'm originally from New York. I was born here, but then uh, we moved for my dad's away. job. I grew up in North Carolina, and I moved back here 10 years ago. So I have one you foot get in the South and one foot here. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. That must be like... It's a, a hard it's a to do. It's a lot of ground it's a lot to of cover stuff happening with both there. my feet. And uh, I know that... The kidney that you wanted to give to your sister, you couldn't because she didn't have weren't wearing a match. So yeah, that's... we are not uh, we are not blood type matches. So when she um, she actually got a kidney from my our dad first, and she needed another one. And when that happened, uh, North Carolina finally had what's called a paired kidney uh, exchange so program. So they matched thing. us with yeah. another donor and recipient, and we traded kidneys. Woo! Yeah, love it. Um, all right, let's go back over to Mark. 
Okay. So, CC, now you got an ensemble cast, yes, right? Yes, I do. Now, do you feel like an ensemble cast is better in in, in the sense that there's people to, uh, I don't know, there's there's a, more of an interaction situation, or do you feel like um, it's, you know, I just feel like it's good to have somebody to play off. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big you know? fan like, of that. Like, sometimes I'm looking around. Actually, I look at the audience. I'm like, I'm playing with well, you, right? I mean, what's what I really enjoy when I'm writing this play was um, I wrote it to be doubled. Like, a lot of people play more than one character. Right. Uh, most of us play about most most of us play two characters a piece yeah. so i mean and the first six scenes of play are all two person scenes because it's people getting the chain letter and then they all go to this party at the end like most 90s horror movies and comedies um and you gotta have the big party scene yeah yeah uh, with blink 182 blaring like always oh, yeah yeah, yeah. It's all making sense yeah now. so um like it is really fun to be able to bounce off with people act with people like there's at one point, seven people on stage, and that's for a, a good portion of the script. But, right? Yeah. And I know that you've you've been on the festival before. This is my it's third not your time. First rodeo. Yeah. Um. What were your other shows, and what years were you in? Okay, so I was in it. Uh, first one would be twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. which would have been um, All Is Fine in Sunny Florida, mm-hmm. which was I'm from Florida myself, which is a good and bad thing, I guess. I got out, uh, so I'm happy by that. Sure. Uh, but uh, it was. Uh, it was a show. Feels another, like Florida in here right now. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, it was another. It was a show that was all based off of true Florida man headlines and real experiences for myself and people I knew. Yeah. So it was like kind of like a sketch show with a lot of like really silly elements in it. Yeah. Uh, then last year um, I did a show that I worked on for so long because I had Trump anxiety. Oh. Uh, still mm-hmm. damn. Oddly ha- enough, um, <laughs> it doesn't and, go away. <laughs> and uh, that was called Lenny Bruce is not afraid, yes. which is um, a two-person post-apocalyptic first date romantic comedy yeah, of course it is yeah that makes perfect sense uh, yeah and here you are in your third year in a row yeah. in a frigid uh, almost festival. a row I, I did not do it the 2017 yeah you were like i'm yeah. never going back and then you were like oh, oh no, no, i'm no, gonna I, go i back. did not i didn't get in in time in the submission process the lottery did not choose us so uh every time i got in i got in at that first 15 yeah so you seem like the kind of guy that's you, you don't get too stressed out about like <laughs> Like, you're just always so uh, positive online. Anyone online. Your online persona is very positive and like, we're all going to do this and let's uh, get it together. I do the best I can. Yeah, I mean, like, until tonight, we've only known each other online until tonight. So, for a couple years now through Twitter and stuff. I know. We we go back and forth. Yeah, it's it's so strange. And And we live in the same town. Yeah. Uh, It happens. And both DIY type people. Yes. Uh, But... Yeah, I think we all are. Yeah, definitely. We're doing the fringe. Fringe, Yeah, (laughs) that's what happens. Um, Do do you direct the show as well? This one I did not direct. I try not to direct if I'm writing and acting because, like, also I try to get female directors if I can. Nice. uh, Because as a straight white male, it's a good idea to have someone that's not you. Yes. Directing. Give a little. Yeah. Put a little shine on there. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. A little editing. Yeah. Um, But uh, Janet Bentley directed, and she's. She's a godsend. Yes. She's literally one of the best directors I've ever worked with in my entire life. Fantastic. All right. Love it. Um, okay. Let's go back. Now, uh, your last name is Alessi, right? Correct. Uh, I have a friend named Bo Alessi. You do not know him. No relation. I was, I was no. actually <laughs> literally going to connect you guys just on like, cause I just like, I haven't never met an Alessi before. And then I, now I, now I all of a sudden know two Alessis. So I don't know. You guys are probably related somewhere in there. Is all I'm, I'm saying. Have to get on Ancestry and figure it out. Yeah, you could. Um, all right. So you, um, you said, uh, recently retired or happily retired on your Facebook, I, th- I noticed. Um, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, so do you, 
in, you said you got into this later, obviously in life, and this was your dream and your passion. Did you do, did you study early on and wanted, did you find yourself um, working towards it at another time and just had to give it up or, you know, what was no, the I process came, there? I come to the stage from a very different place than your average fringer. Yes. I was a public company CEO. Oh. And I was a turner. Money man, money man. Well, I was a Maybe turner. you guys could like, you know, talk or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Interestingly, I was a turnaround guy. Yeah. So I was brought in to companies that were on life support to try to fix them. And I have watched what went on here over the last week. Mm. And it was deja vu all over again. Oh, you mean with the theater? That was my life every day for 30 years. Holy crap. I I have so much admiration for the work that was done this week. Absolutely. Let's all clap it up for Frigid, right? Oh, Erez. The head of the team, man, he is the he is the man, the myth, the legend, really. Of, but, but the of, last time I took to the stage uh, was in West Side Story <gasps> in high school. Oh my god! In 1972, what were you? I was a rab. I was actually awesome. in the Jets. But so this nice. has been a passion project for me, and yeah. something I wanted to do for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I actually began to pursue this passion in 2015. Okay. And two weeks after I basically quit my job to do this, I was given a deadly cancer diagnosis. Oh, my God. So I'm not supposed to be here. Wow. And the story really pivots off of that event. And I throw myself into learning how to play the banjo, and I make some promises to myself. And one of those promises is that I will get to the stage. That's fantastic. And first of all, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here, too. (laughs) Um, And are you doing this with the prognosis? can I ask what your current prognosis is? Are you? They gave me a fifteen percent chance of surviving five years. Wow! And, I, and I'm now in my third year. Wow! So, uh, all signs are positive. Yes. And I, I just want to point out mm-hmm. uh, the healing power of the arts. Mm, that and, thank you. Yes. And the, the welcoming community that I have found, both through the pursuit of the music and now onto the stage. And I, I think the thing that um, people miss. And I mentioned this always in my post-show comments. You know, we live in a world where everybody's yelling and screaming at each other all the time. And mm-hmm. we're quick to judge people from where they're from, who they choose to love, what they look like, what accents they have, or candidly, what they did for a living. Mm-hmm. And the fringe has given me an opportunity to come from a very different place and have my voice heard. And what's been very interesting in this journey, we toured this last year in Canada, four, four cities were doing You did eight- the calf. No, we did no. not. We just kept getting lucky. I entered five lotteries. I don't think fourth. it's luck. I think it's. I think you're meant to be doing this. I what entered you're doing right ten now. lotteries this year and got in eight. Yeah, uh, wow, so, that's incredible. Yeah, I should have been buying lottery tickets. That's so. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the initial reaction when I took the stage in Toronto uh-huh. uh, was, well, he's a business guy. What's he doing here? Yeah. And they made certain assumptions about who I was based on the job that I had had. Right. But as the tour went on, Mm -hmm. those barriers came down and we've made some real friendships. And Erica Conway, who's here with me today, a very talented actress from Canada, is my producer. And she really helped me uh, bring my voice to the stage in a way I could not have done without her. That's awesome. And I I just want to thank the Fringe community for accepting me. And uh, yeah. we're having a ball already. We just got here today. Oh, well, welcome to the city. Um, and I'm glad you're here. We're glad you're here in every way possible. Um, you know, as fringers, we need, yeah, that's what we should do. Open our hearts, open our minds, you know, let people in. Uh, we're here to make people think, laugh, 
uh, cry, uh, and then come back and think again. They'll yeah. do all three of those things in my show. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right, guitar man. That was inspiring. <laughs> I know, me too. I, know. I don't I, know what I'm going to say would, now. I would have cried, but I'm so dehydrated because I drank so much last night that I just have no uh, bodily fluids left. We're in the same place. Yes, I'm like really I, hungover. I last really, night. really I hungover. Drank that much. Last yes, night. yes, I opened last night too. So yeah. let's talk. Let's talk about uh, That's right, you Voice of Authority, your right? apartment last night. I did. So I did. I went crazy. I was like, let's just do DIY. Let's really DIY. Yeah. Let's go crazy. Did, and it went well? It was amazing. Cool. I had 20, like 25 people and oh, really? uh, they were very supportive and open and loving. And it really, I mean, our apartment does lend itself to a, sort of in a way. We do have a huge movie screen, like a 20 by 15. And I use a lot of video because my husband right. is produces, okay. makes video. So, um, so it really worked out really well. And uh, that's literally where I lived the show. So I, I people got to see where I actually live the right. show. So awesome. yeah, it was a unique look at it, but I'm, I'm definitely to get into the theater and now you you said you opened last night i opened last night right? and how do you how, the new theater it's i i'm not right? at the, i'm at no the crane. you're at the crane right. yeah, no. so i always i never had a problem i was never afraid for my venue yeah i was just feeling bad for other people yes yes and that's that's hard too because you're like oh you I know feel, yeah, like, I, feel, I, want the, I, I want everyone to be I happy feel bad for them and i feel bad that that uh, i'm excited that my theater didn't get destroyed yes i know i, I know <laughs> i get it I get I it. I feel bad for being Listen, a lucky asshole. One. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, it, when I first got, when this first all got organized, yeah. I had applied to be an Under St. Mark's because oh. I thought it was a better size for a one-man right. show. They also applied for Under St. Mark's, too. And, oh. they, and when I got this from Ares, I'm like, Ares, why didn't you put me in the big theater? Yeah. And then when this happened, I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the big thing. theater. <laughs> the crate is amazing, though, because it is a big theater, but it has this feeling like, especially... If you seat it correctly, right. if you don't like, you know, depending on how many people are there, I mean, it's packed. Great. Yeah. If you seat it right, it still feels like a nice, small. Oh, yeah. Tight... Oh, no. It's a it's a very intimate feeling space. Yes. I like it quite it a bit. Still and it's still has very that quality stage. Yes. Agree. Like, you can really work with people thing. off that stage. Oh, yeah. Use those. I, those uh, every time I'm in there, those. I use that thing. I'm yeah. like, you have to. I have to yeah. disappear. And now I'm back. And I disappear. And now I'm Yes. Okay. So we're we're gonna come back because I want you to play a song. Okay. Obviously from your show. Sure. So I was your gonna, show is a, your show a... is like musical and, and uh, my show has music in it. It has music in it. I like that. I like you don't want to like be like. It's not a musical. No. I mean, there's uh, I mean, they're original. There's four original songs in the show. Okay. Uh, but a lot of a lot of what happens is me playing under myself when I'm talking oh, that's cool. at times. Give yourself a little score. Right. So with the part of it scored, not all of it. It, mm -hmm. it varies. Mm -hmm. It it. it Establishes certain rules and then breaks them almost immediately. But, um, uh, that's the only way to go, in my opinion. Right. Well, you know, we I mean, were like water. We're, we're not. Just, we're talking up uh, front. We're just like let it, let it flow. Baby. We're not trying to be conventional here. Not trying to be. We're not. not we're not to redoing be. Oklahoma. No, I mean, God, please, no. I mean, I was in Oklahoma in high school and it was amazing. But you know, um, <laughs> all right, Amanda, we're coming back to you. Uh, you are. You are frigid. I mean, you are a black box theater uh, queen. Oh, thank you. You really are. I mean, you just got done. <sighs> you just got done doing a show about you. Just tell, like, you just like literally. I a did week my ago. show 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I had a different show a different at show? Under St. Mark's. Yeah, I was doing a different show uh, twice a month called uh, Sarah Palin Rogue Nun. It was my uh, satirical political comedy show. And if you could see her right now, I mean, um, there is a, like a like a, a basic resemblance. So I can feel. <laughs> well, you betcha. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Especially when she does that. Yes, I, uh, I couldn't. Thank oh. you so much. I'm so uh, so happy about the ass. Oh my god! That I couldn't believe you were developing a new show while you were still doing that. show. I was just like, how does she? Well, the, the kidney show has been, that was actually the first solo show I wrote. Oh, uh, I started so writing it read. during Transplant, which oh. was in 2014. And I started writing it because mm-hmm. funny things started happening. Right. Uh, like, uh, um, like funny haha or funny weird. Funny, both funny haha. Well, you have to do a 24-hour urine collection when you uh, Good times. Don't, donate a I kidney. Do that. I do that I, anyway. Uh, and uh, I didn't own a car at the time when I lived in New York. Right. Uh, and so I had to bring it in a cooler to the lab core myself. Mm-hmm. And some guy on the subway platform was like, hey, is that your lunch for work? And I was like, no. And he's like, are you going on a picnic? And I was like, no. And I was like, are you going to the beach? And I was like, dude, why are you bothering why me? So up in my urine. Yes. Uh, so I just started making notes of all those kinds of things. Uh, and I was like, this can be a show. And like magic, boom. Yeah. There you magic, are. boom. Yeah. I mean, do you, and I asked this question before and I'm asking it again because it's, I'm curious. And, and for the most part, the people in here are solo show artists. Do you find it to be a lonely process? It is a lonely process. Uh, yes. Rehearsing is really hard. Yes. And when you're as much of a procrastinator as I am, you're like, mm-hmm. ah, I gotta oh, really, shit. I gotta, I gotta do, do something. Because you, it's, it's, you're alone. Oh my and, God, uh, but Russian doll, I gotta binge uh, yeah. that and then, and then I'll do it. Yeah. And I, then I'll do it. I also think like when you're in an ensemble show, post show high really is much more of a post show high. Right. But when you're doing a solo show, you still have that little bit of adrenaline, but it's more like, Yay, I finished the show. Can we take a nap now? <laughs> That's exactly. I felt like it was like a drip. It was like a drip effect. You know, it was like drip, drip. I was like, I guess I should. Feel. I'm like, oh, I, I, I totally forgot that line. And, and and the happiness should be there. And everyone was like, that was so amazing. I was like, yeah, but I forgot a line. They're like, why do you always have to say like what you did wrong? Just let us like congratulate you on your show. I'm like, but, but I did. I'll just um, Let's take it back to Mark. Okay. I want to hear a little snippet, a little snapshot, a little, okay. uh, a little nibble. All right. So, uh, this, should I set it up at all? I mean, set it up. yeah. Give so, us, give, give this us is a the, this is the top of the show. Uh, just imagine you're like in Brooklyn College, and I'm up being a professor teaching you about. Well, you'll you'll see. Do you remember that uh, one uh, horror movie where the serial killer kills people by urban legend? Uh, it came out after Scream. I know what you last summer. Scream 2. Uh, Halloween H2O. Uh, but before, I still know what you did last summer. Uh, it had that guy who won the uh, Oscar way before he won the Oscar and um, a pre-Sharknado Tara Reid. Man, she was something, dude. Uh, she was great in American Pie 1 and 2, but this was before the failure of body shots made her really, really sad. Whatever. I digress. Okay. Um, so, um, this movie about uh, urban legends missed one thing. I think it was because it wasn't that big of a thing at this moment. Chain letters. You remember these things? They um, they used to be snail mailed, but like then they really took off the dot com days. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm having a really really bad day. That a really bad night that's bled into today. My wife Irene, she left me last week. Um, 
And I've not been sleeping well. Um, I'm trying to leave it all in the metaphorical hook outside of the classroom, but it is hard. And I am the only 90s pop culture and its impact teacher on this campus. And that's really where I feel like I should stop, honestly. <laughs> you got to leave them one more. Yeah, like, and then he writes the chain letter that sets it all off. And then, well, spoiler alert, he and, dies. But oh, it's three minutes into the play. It's allowed to happen. Oh, it's allowed to happen. Is, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, um, let's do this real quick. Sure. Because you just got a little snippet. Let's find out where, where your theater is, what dates you got. Sure. Yeah. So I'm at the Crane uh, because it's we need a big space for eight people uh that's crazy yeah we uh, I mean, we opened a few days ago on the 20th uh yeah. our next show is gonna be february 23rd which is tomorrow at 8 20 p.m then february 26th which is tuesday at 8 50 march 2nd which is the following saturday at 1 40 p.m and then we close the festival for the crane on march 10th at 5 10 p.m you guys are the headliners we, well it was a weird thing like, i noticed we got the <laughs> I, I won't call us the headliners i will never do well, that i'm just saying uh know. but like we did open we do open and close the festival oh. at the venue which I think is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you can put that on the, you know. I was tempted to, but that'd be weird to put on the postcard. Are you one of those guys that like rides on um, uh, getting reviews? Are you one of those guys that rides on walking out of the theater and watching the people talk about the show and feeling like that? Or is it more of a... Well, it's strange because most of my stuff has been so small for a long time that reviews never really happened until recently. We do have several reviewers coming uh, for this one. I, I think more than I'm used to, actually, honestly. Really? I'm not going to say that in case more than that uh, or whatever, because my cast doesn't know when they're coming. And yeah, that's best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't but, them. <laughs> but I'm really a big fan of, like, I like writing absurd comedies and acting absurd comedies, so I get that honest-to-God reaction immediately. Um, so that's where I come from, really. Yeah, the gut laugh. Yeah. The, you know, immediate yeah. satisfaction. Oh, definitely. Nice. All right. Let's uh, let's hear. It. We want to do a little. Uh, let's well, first, first set it up. I want to ask Mark to send some of those reviewers over to see. I us. know. You know the, the home field advantage certainly plays it, out. Uh, you, it, can, you, know. you can pull the strings of your acting yes. buddies and everything else. I will do my best. You Thank string you. puller. Yeah. No. No. I mean, I, that's great. It, uh, no. I, I, there's actually maybe one I can t- contact. Yeah. Right. We'd appreciate it. I have. Yeah. Maybe I know one too. I, see, I wanna, this is network. We, yeah, this is what we go. do. Yeah. We do. This is what we do. We're networking. I want to go a slightly different direction. Versus Okay. Is doing a snippet, and That's I was fine. going to bring a banjo, and now I see Dean with that guitar, and I wish I had. Oh, but, you were, yeah, yeah. This is normally a music show, so I, I, wanna, I love. I, I want to just talk about what the experience of coming to our show is. And yeah. this is where I've just been stunned and amazed over the last year because I literally put pen to paper uh, February eighth of last year, day before my birthday, and um, we did a show in Chicago, mm-hmm. and at that show there were two young men in the front row. It wasn't a black box, so I could see him through the whole performance. Mm-hmm. And they cried through the whole show. Mm-hmm. And after the show, they came up to me. And they said, you know, we lost our dad to brain cancer two years ago. And I said, yeah, it's tough. And they go, he was a banjo player. And they had not heard a banjo since the day he had died. Oh. And apparently I had his energy. And in their mind, he had been calling them to the theater. I've had that experience in every single performance I did last year. We did 26 shows. I've been hugged more. I've had more stories, uh, family members, survivors, people going through it. And it has been the single most rewarding experience of my lifetime. We have inspired people. I've had people come up to me and say, hey, I'm 65 years old. I wanted to play guitar my whole life. I thought it was too late. 
I've, I've only been playing a banjo for the last three years. And that does, of course, doesn't get disclosed in the show till quite late in the script. <laughs> spoiler alert. But it, that's why we're here. Yeah. Because we're inspiring people. We're touching people in ways they don't think they'll get touched. But they'll laugh. We have humor in the show. Yeah. We, much like Dean's show, we... Music's kind of the soundtrack. It's not a concert by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And um, this, we've become evangelists on this thing. And anybody in the sound of my voice that has anything to do with the fringe, we'll buy you a ticket. We'll buy your friends a ticket. This is a give back project for us. Uh, you know, I totally respect the other artists here are making a living. In fact, we're going. Er- <laughs> no one's making. Wait, wait, wait. Well, uh, well, Erica, Erica, and my wife and I are going to every single show, and we buy our tickets because we want to support. Oh, we want to support everybody here. This is making me cry. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God, like- so we want we want people to come out to help support the fringe because we like to give back. And um, again, I can't. Go, I could go on all night about my appreciation for what's going on here. But when I was a public company CEO, if I did a good job, I had shareholders that made money, a bunch of hedge fund guys down on Wall Street. And that was gratifying. That was my job. I taught college. If I impacted a student, that was, you know, but they were going to do okay. They were in law school. Mm, they were yeah. going to do fine in life. <laughs> or they were going to do a lot of damage. <laughs> right. but, but the personal connections we've had on this tour have been just off the charts. And um, we're at... Uh, under St. Mark's in exile. In exile, yeah. yes. And uh, we opened uh, tomorrow at 3.50. We're there a Sunday at 6.50, Monday at 7.10, and then the following weekend, Friday at 5.30, Sunday at 6.50, and then the following weekend, we close on the 9th at uh, 3.50. And, yeah. At I-80, right? Right. Yes, and that is 64... Uh, was that yeah, East Fourth? Sixty Four East Fourth. Uh, this is our come through venue. They did it for yeah, us. Yep. They that, what a magical. We're doing our, we're that's do- even more ma- right. That just adds to the magic, right? It absolutely does. And we're gonna uh, do our tech in the morning. So I haven't seen it yet, but uh, looking be, at it, looking at it, online, you're gonna be great. I looked great. at it online too. Yeah. I'm like, this looks tight. This yeah. looks tight. It's, yeah. it's a cool. It's act. a cool little space. It's really cool. All right, let's. Seen space. Why don't you it stand? Cool and we'll, we'll trade. We'll trade. You stand so you can play. Uh, if I stand, I'd have to go get a strap. Oh no! Then you don't stand. Then don't stand. There's no stand. All you right. sit. I must sit. Stay seated and come forward a little bit. There you go. Right there. All right, and it picks up both this way. It will. Yep. All right, so this scene It'll it doesn't it doesn't want to stay up. It's fine. I can <laughs> yeah. hear you. I can hear you loud and clear. All right, great. And There's I can see you. There. More importantly, I'm not I can, I'm I not going you. there. Yeah. All right. So um this is a scene that happens after I've been served in this lawsuit. I just have found out that I'm getting sued for nineteen million dollars by the Department of Justice, and I go to my mentor's apartment. He's a storyteller and he's told me stories for a lot of my life. And it's a place where I go for comfort. And I go there, uh he's the choreographer of the Metropolitan Opera. Um, but the other place that I've always, that I've found comfort for a lot of my life actually just is in New York City, and that's what this scene is about. So I first moved to New York City when I'm 18 years old, and I knew within the week that I was home, like really home for the first time in my life. I realized pretty quickly that at least as a guy, when you walk out the door of your apartment and into that flow of eight million people, each of them with their own shit to focus on, you can pretty much disappear entirely. And to me, that feels invulnerable. And that's the kind of shit that I fall back on when things go south, like in this lawsuit. 
Because I got to tell you, every day I think about walking out of that apartment and disappearing forever, knowing that I can get on the bus, get a subway, and these guys would never know where I went. There's a lot of comfort in something like that. Now, the other thing is, I've been reading the case files from this, and I've been through all five boxes that they left me, and I have yet to see my name mentioned once. So I'm starting to wonder if this Department of Justice lawyer knows anything about me at all. And my lawyer says, Dean, he's got a whole case profile on you. He has had customs agents tailing you around New York City for months. And they got stacks of pictures of you at the ATM machine, the post office, through the windows of your office, your apartment. Mr. Shadow, do I entrust you? Well, you didn't know government-sanctioned stalker porn was a thing, did you? And you know this guy gets off on this shit, except I like to think he doesn't have a dick. Mr. Castrato, he tells you what to do. Like my big brother sent you to check on me. Cause it is Orwell and your government's watching. Do you force it in him when you tell him what you see? Cause that's what your country's doing to you. Mr. Shadow, the window's open. Mr. Shadow, the window's open. Mr. Shadow, the window's open, but the door stays closed. doing the slide thing before slide. and I was like I'm like I can't even really play guitar and I was like I'm gonna just do the slide now I know four chords and I can slide them out now I was like no I can't I can't do that uh use it like as a I, I like made it into a, a bowl the reason um, people can't use the slide because they don't understand that they use the finger behind it to stabilize the strings I still don't even know what you're talking about uh but I like it I still like it and uh let's talk about dates and theater oh. I've yeah. got to look up my dates because yeah, okay. I'm that's not okay. actually smart enough to remember. No, I know. I, I get you. I get you. And and you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And while uh, you're looking that up, I'll as I say, you're a uh, mockumental on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Killy Mock Star Dwyer. We are here every other Friday uh, from 8 to 10. Uh, but our good friend Scott is here on the other Fridays. So listen every Friday from 8 to 10. Why not? Come on. You know you want it. Um, we're happy to be here with the Frigid Festival participants of 2019. What a varied and awesome and eccentric and unique bunch of shows we have this year. Unjuried, uncensored. Uh, we get to fully keep the door uh, proceeds. We do pay for the theater. Just, just to <laughs> make it clear, there's a little bit of a thing there. But uh, we're very proud, all of us, to be part of it. And uh, let's let's hear your dates. All right. So my dates are, the next one is Thursday, February 28th at 530. This is Voices of Authority. And then I have Tuesday, March 5th at 710. Friday, March 8th at 510. And Saturday, March 9th at 320. Nice. Thank you. You're like an early guy. Uh, not by choice. <laughs> I know. I was like, why do I have two 1030 shows? I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm like, why? I'm like putting cold cream on and like curlers in my hair. I'm like, they're like, but your show is called Sleep Depraved. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you have insomnia, right? And I'm like, you're going to be awake anyway. I'm like, fuck you. That's good. You I, I, I hear what you're saying. They, they judged you. 
Um, and you have, you did open yesterday. I opened yesterday. Yes, so and that's close. why we feel, that's why we're both like, oh, yeah. I'm Dragon Man. Exactly. Ooh. It was a celebration, though, and that is a good sign. The, well, I had people that came there who wanted to buy me drinks after, and it would be Amen rude to, that. to say no. It would be rude to say no. Exactly. Right? It would be rude to say no. Uh, he wants to buy me. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, that's why I was like, I'm bringing, like, I bought a case of wine last night, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have at least like six, seven, because everyone was like, I'll also bring wine. And I was like, I'll have like seven, eight bottles of wine left today. And I was like, I have three. <laughs> and I drank a bottle of whiskey almost by myself. Nice. Anyway, we don't need to talk about how much we drank. Because, well, actually, maybe we do. Because I, I want to dig a little deeper into this kidney situation. <laughs> oh, wow. Because can I live with just one? I mean, yeah. uh, if I'm a drinker, can oh, I live yeah. with just Really? I drink all the time. Ask yeah, my husband. Oh. <laughs> Stand right over there. Tom, nod. Yeah. I drink a lot, right? She took some back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that back. was one of the first questions I asked when I started the evaluation process. I was oh, like, so can I like still drink? One. They were like, we want to talk to you about how you can still have kids. And I was like, forget that. Tell <laughs> me if I can still drink. Gross. Kids. <laughs> I don't want that. Important. I want um, booze. Yeah. So, yeah, I drink. I, I, I took, I gave up a kidney, not part of my liver. Thank you. Yeah. But I thought there was like a whole process with kidneys and there was plenty in the, in the mm, liver. And no. I don't know how the body works. No, Apparently, I, I have no idea what's happening. You can happening. still exercise. Wow. Uh, I, I don't always, but I can. Yeah, I like, could if I wanted to. Yeah. I'm like, when I started the show, I was like, I just stopped exercising. I was just like, I, just, I can't. It doesn't fit in my schedule. Yeah. And also, I don't want to. But anyway. <laughs> I don't eat. Yeah. I'm like, I, just, I don't care anymore. I'm like, I'm wearing pajamas in yes. my show. What do I? I'm not trying to like look like a movie star in my show, right? Yes. I wear a sweatshirt in my show. Oh, isn't it the best? It's the best. It's the best. Best. It's the best. Um, so let's let's do a little snippet. All right, if you got one, I, if you think and you do, I do. We can talk about it. Um, I the part I was going to talk about, I already told you I was going to talk about carrying my urine on the subway, I like uh, that. but it popped up earlier. It worked. Um, but I'm actually gonna I'm gonna give you guys what I consider the spoiler moment of the show. Although I've leaned into it heavily for the marketing, so it was a paired donation, and so we were matched with another donor and recipient. And what I became friends with the other donor on Facebook. You don't always meet the other people involved it's anonymous but they gave us the option and we said yeah we want to meet them and via facebook 2015 to 16 i found out the other donor was a huge trump supporter <laughs> yeah big major boo and like not just a trump supporter but like used to post really bad stuff on facebook like obama's gonna take my guns kind of stuff <sighs> um so this is the this is the moment in the show where i tell everybody about it and if i play something off my iphone will it pick up will i um, sure or we can yeah, it's the Halloween track. It does if you pull. Well, if you pull the phone out, I don't know. I can also just play it. It's background music. Here, I'll play it into mine. Okay, great. Yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do this. Yeah. Up until this point, dear listeners, our story has been one of triumph and farts, but this tale is about to take. A chilling turn. Surgery was on a Wednesday, and my sister and I were both discharged on a Saturday. You're not allowed to lift more than 10 pounds for the first eight weeks, so I decided to stay in North Carolina the entire eight weeks so my mommy could take care of me. 
About four weeks into the recuperation process, the transplant center called us and asked us if we wanted to meet the other family involved. We met John and Melissa, names changed, over blue and green cupcakes at the transplant center. We laughed about 24-hour urine collections and how we walked like cowboys for the first couple of weeks. By all accounts, they seemed like very nice people. But then, dear listeners, I became friends with the other donor on Facebook. That's right. I found out that John thought Obama was going to take his guns. John thought that Muhammad was a pedophile prophet. John posted a lot of things that I did not agree with. But still, I held out hope that he was at least a Ted Cruz supporter. Until one fateful day in January 2016, I opened Facebook and there, like a splatter of blood on a white tile floor, was a Trump-Pence logo where John's Facebook profile should be. Ah! That's it. (laughs) That's it. I'd seen. <laughs> oh, that was like riveting. I was like, oh, no, no, no. It was a riveting moment. Now in my I'm going to hack everyone to pieces in the <laughs> I studio. I felt like it. Um, here, let's give you that back. Thank you. I'm going to text some people for you. Um, well, I, yay, I'm excited. Yeah. What? Um, uh, you guys are all so interesting and, and you know, in your own way, uh, unique and it's special, but uh, let's let's for a moment, as the frigid is wont to do and makes people, uh, I think, feel as like being part of this community, as, as you just talked about, uh, we need to, we've seen other shows. We're seeing shows. We're a part of what's happening. Um, have you guys seen, what, have you guys seen any shows yet? We saw yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Do you guys want to whisper what you, what did you think? Okay, I'll, I'll plug my ears. Well, yeah, it was really, really good. It was really, really good. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was great. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, even also, like, I'm not even like surprised, like a little. Also, bit. Um, we, we also, Gina and I saw uh, David Carl and uh, Katie Hartman's uh, David and Katie get remarried. Oh, uh, aren't they amazing? They're hilarious. Katie, that they're date. Like, first of all, the power couple of New York City, in my opinion, the the comedy power couple. they. I was so happy when they got together. I was like, oh, my God, this is like what we've all been waiting for as a community in New York City. Like these two powerhouses of comedy. Are, it's like, I mean, it's going to go really well, really terribly. And, and it's gone really and well. it does both in yeah. the show. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. They're they're killers, both of them. Both of them. Very fun show. Yes. Yes. I will be seeing a little show for sure. Um, I'll be seeing everything. I got to start. Are you guys the mark? Do you guys mark all the shows and you're like yes. circling and like arrows? I like I'm over here. What I do is I, anybody I meet, yeah. I tend yeah. to go to their show. Yeah. And then I look at what time it is and I go, oh, this show's next. Yes. Yeah. I like I a night kind of where I can be like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. And how much, you know, I love understate marks and I actually wrote my show, uh, you know, sort of uh, as an homage, not, not specifically, the show is an homage to the space, but it is, it was, it was, it was to pay a lovely attention to the wonderful detail in under St. Mark's, which has got an amazing architecture. Yeah, right. Uh, and now the new thing, I'm like, oh, the new theater. I don't, what? There's no, <laughs> oh. there's no hallway. There's no, there's no door. That, 
but I, I wrote it all for those doors, and I thought, like, you know, Brick wall. little sad, little sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. It's the beauty of live theater. Mm-hmm. It's that, the beauty it's, it's of that, live. It's the risk that you have to take now. Moving <sighs> into a Tired of space. doing risks. I'm like, it's been a lonely few months for me. <laughs> Even though, I mean, I have a director, and she's amazing, but I just, I was like, it's been every step of the way for me. I don't. I don't know. I mean, God, you just, you gave a kidney. I'm like, just. It wasn't that hard. I just can't sleep. Why am I Netflix for eight weeks and let my that's mom kind of and my boyfriend now husband take care of me? Like, did it hurt a lot? It did hurt a lot of a little bit. Yeah, it did. But yeah. I mean, that I have a high pain tolerance. In the like, um, I stopped taking painkillers about a week after on the reg. Do you have any left? Um, I actually left them in North Carolina, but I did. (laughs) I donated an esophagus to the cause. Hey! Did you? I now have a little itty-bitty chest stomach. Oh, so you you, eat tiny meals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I graze all day. Oh, you graze all day. I I get little nibbles of here and there. Um, I I have to say... uh, I love everyone here in this room. I'm excited to see everyone, but you touched my soul with what you said i think it speaks to the the purpose of what we do i think it speaks to uh you know we none of us wrote a show in a month or two months or we're five months or a year or whatever we wrote we started writing our show the day we were born we worked you know even though we didn't know it we were living this life that was like feeding into the, you know the schooling that that went made us go have this job that made us meet these people that and all of that is part of these shows so when someone's like, oh, 50, $15 for your show. I'm like, yeah, it's $15 because I fucking lived this life. And so you give me the goddamn money. That's like like a cent. That's like a half a cent a year. I don't even know what it is, but I don't understand math. But that's not my, that's not my job. That's Craig's job. What is it? How much is it? Do the, do the math. Get back to me. Get back to me. He's so quiet today because he doesn't get a microphone. But um, yeah, it just spoke to me. And, uh, and the shows in the room, God, how varied, how different, how unique. Uh, um, more shows. So more shows that we've seen and that we want to see, or what's on your list? Like what's, t- what's you like, I gotta get to that show. Well, we're going to everything, but I think with sleep the- depraved. The- I know. <laughs> I, get it. I get it. I get it. I get that it. That was definitely on my list. I, I get it. I, get but it. I, know, I think, I think the, the silver lining to the situation, you know, what we found in Canada last year, the fringe at Toronto was very spread out. There really wasn't that cohesiveness. Yeah. Edmonton. Tight, compacted, great festival. Mm-hmm. We have that dynamic here where you just run back and forth across I the love street. it. So I think it's going to be a very positive thing. And it's going to enable us to see more shows. Agreed. we've already got our strategy of how we jump across fourth Hell to yeah. catch all the shows. So. And, and you know what? Best case scenario, it's sold out and you can't get in. You're like, oh. Well, we got blocked out today. Uh, we <gasps> that was, to, yeah. Were you sold out today? No. Oh, it was they a were weird late? scheduling thing. No, because no. of what happened with the under St. Mark's. So, like, I had an article going out uh Tuesday night and I and that's when we all we were still didn't know where we were going to be if right. we were going to be in the same place or if we right. were all going to be scattered to the wind and yeah, everyone's going to be at Kelly's spot. apartment <laughs> yeah and Mark had a spot at uh, at the crane that he had taken over to do it something uh, different yeah, yeah, yeah. and he very graciously gave it to me so that uh, I have at least one date so this article that I had in AM New York which is could amazing. go out on time oh, the, the article is amazing um, yeah. thank you congratulations um, thank you that's great um, and then I just was like hey guys uh, and the, like I think in the article, it's like she has four more performances, and she doesn't know. <laughs> and <laughs> software. Good luck out. with that. But yeah, that was a software thing where it's yeah. like you listed in two different venues. 
so we'll I'm really you, sorry we'll, you guys we'll get, got blocked we got you, out. We got you on our calendar. <laughs> Thank you. I've got you guys on my calendar. Yay, calendars. Um, uh, I um, I was going to ask it. What was I going to ask, babe? There was another question. I had one. What do you have? What are you thinking? He's just, he threw up a lot last night. I'm just going to say. <laughs> he threw up and cried. And, you know, as we all are wont to do when we had too much to drink and Kelly's show was finally over. And he's like, I can get, I get some peace finally. Because he's actually in the, it is a solo show, but my husband is, he he's in, he's in bed the entire show. So he's in oh, the bed, sleep. I have more stage time than you, technically. He's technically in the show. So, more than me. so he literally time. sleeps so, through the whole show. It's a solo show. With it's a snooze fest. Stage. I'm not going to lie. This my snooze fest. My senior thesis show was like that. I yeah. had, I was a, I was a person in a psychiatric ward and there was a catatonic person in the scene and an actor was just on stage the whole time. And my professor complimented her the entire time. after Everybody. It was my senior thesis. And he was like, that person who was on stage was amazing. Yeah. They didn't move. I they was, didn't talk. I once put a dead body on stage yeah. for like 45 minutes with gunshots going off like two yeah. feet from my head. Ooh. And I like, yeah, I was not allowed to move because I was dead at the whole play. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's supposed to be a good sleeper. Which he is. He's an amazing sleeper. So fuck you, Craig. Um, <laughs> I love you. I love you, babe. <laughs> Thank you for not divorcing me over the second process. Um, you know, like, uh, let's all go around and just say quickly, like, what's the best part of uh, of putting this kind of show together and what's the worst part? Go ahead and say the worst. You know, like, let's just be honest here. We're, he- we're here to be honest. Um, wow. I mean, okay. So I... It's been a gift, this play. Like, I mean, I got to work with a director that I really have a lot of love and respect for for so long. I've met a lot of amazing actors. We did four days of auditions, which is absurd. Did you do Craigslist? Really? No, we didn't. We did it all through uh, Actors Access. And oh. like we and we ended up mainly casting people that we both knew. That's how knew, long it's been since but, I've auditioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it's just, it blows my mind, like, seeing, like, the the ingenuity that people bring to roles that you think you're like, oh, like, kind of like throw away or whatever jokes. And you're like, oh, my God, it's a lot funnier than I ever imagined it when I was writing it. Right. And then, like, you know, like the whole process of, I mean, I became friends with Amanda three years ago because of Radio Free Brooklyn doing promoting our own shows, uh, like stuff like that. Like, it's just, I love this festival so much and I want to do it like every time I can. Oh, God. I'm, I'm good. I think I'm done. I don't know. Anyway, this is making me rethink, though. This room right here, you guys are actually making me rethink. You know, I, I, need see, I need to see, I need to grow as a person and then I'll come back. I always forget how horrible it is. I got not, not the show itself, but the process. <laughs> Like, I forget. I'm like, two it's years tough. later, I'm like, oh, that was, that was so much fun. I'm going to do another show, Craig. And he's like, you're going to do another show? He's like, D- don't do another. Don't You don't want to do another show. I'm like, yeah, I do. I want to do another show. It's amazing, right? And he's like, no, it wasn't amazing. It was horrible. You get all the credit. And I, I get all your, I'll get you. But, you. but you sleep the whole show no matter what, right? Yeah. So anyway, let's let's do the round one more time um, around the room. Uh, uh, best and worst. Oh, I was going to say best and worst. So say best and worst, uh, and then give your dates. And we have uh, three minutes, so keep it tight. Best and worst. worst. You already did, yeah. but and do your dates mostly. That's, uh, let's okay. do that. That's we want people worst to thing, there. Uh, I learned my my horrible insomnia became so bad by a white noise machine, and <gasps> also and I'm shrill like a democratic woman running for president. Oh, no. <laughs> The guy. Wow. Uh, Sorry, I'll that's write, on my uh, show. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I I just like busted. Again, uh, my dates are February 23rd, 8:20, which is tomorrow night. Uh, February 26th at 8:50. March second. in hell. Yep. March second at 1:40 and March 10th at 5:10. Also, I'm gonna give a discount code if you want to save <gasps> Ooh, a few dollars. Yes. Cold day. One word will save you a few dollars off. Cold day. day. Yes. Oh, much like frigid, but different. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. 23rd, 24th, 25th. The first, the third, and the ninth. Wow. We could use the love 
best part working with Miss Conway. Yay. I, found that, I found as I kept getting more vulnerable and lowering my walls, the better the reactions I got from people. And the only thing I negative I've experienced is trying to find a parking spot in this neighborhood. Amen to that, sir. <laughs> Amen to that. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, best part's always the people that you meet in the process um, and, and yeah. how you get to know a whole new group of people and, and connect with them in really interesting ways. Uh, the worst part is that I keep doing shows where I have things like guitars in them and I have to lug shit all over the city. <laughs> and lugging shit on the subway at rush hour when you do something stupid like use electric guitars in the show and carry around tube uh, amps. Yeah, that's right. You do do electric in the in the show, yeah. right? Then that's the that's the worst part. Mistakes because, have been made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the dates are February 28th, March 5th, March 8th, and March 9th. This is Voices of Authority, Dean Thank Temple. You. Um, the best part of doing my show is I've had a lot of people after the show come up to me and tell me their personal organ donation stories, people who've had family members that, um, they were deceased and they chose to donate or they are themselves are living donors or recipients. And that has just been, um, amazing. The worst part, um, I usually, I have to pee a lot and I drink a lot of water <laughs> during my show. And, uh, you, when it's a solo show, you don't have that one scene in between to go to the bathroom. I you know worked what? it into my show. I literally <laughs> oh, worked yeah. it into Oh, Dean is showing me his little heart on his driver's license. If you, and that reminds me, if you come to the show at the door, you can get $5 off if you're a registered organ donor and you show them the little heart oh. on your driver's license. Or if you're buying your tickets online, the $5 off code is donate life. And my next show is tomorrow night at 8.50, Sunday at 1.50, and then I have another show on March 4th at 10.30 and March 9th at 5.30. Yeah. As your lovely host, uh, Kelly Mockstar Dwyer, you can see Sleep Depraved on March 1st at 10.30, March 5th at 7.10, March uh, 7th at 10.30, and March 9th at 7.10. Uh, I'm really excited to see all the shows in the Frigid Festival. If you want to find out more information about all the shows, there's 30 of them, and the two theaters that are holding them, uh, you can go to uh, www.horsetrade.info. Uh, everything you can find is there. And please, if you can, donate to the festival. 